from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Vanessa, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hello? Hey. 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 It's a butt tie. Hey. Hey. Vanessa. Yo, why you get so mad? How do we know her name is Vanessa? <laughs> How do we know her name is Vanessa? Call, Call display. display? Yeah. Vanessa. Hey. I don't. I think it's disrespectful to butt dial. There's in 2021 with the way our phones lock. There's uh-huh. no way a butt dial should ever happen. No way a butt dial should ever happen. Bro, you saw what happened a couple weeks ago with this company. <laughs> oh yeah, true. <laughs> oh, that's right, true. That was a butt dial. Yeah, I know. Imagine finding out your somebody wants to fire you on a butt dial, huh? Yeah. Yo, Man. Vanessa. 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 <laughs> Hey! Hey! Oh, listen. Yeah. What's she doing? Vanessa. Vanessa. Yo, Vanessa. Vanessa. Hold on. Let's see what she's saying. Vanessa. Hello, kid. Kid, can you hear us? <laughs> it's like you're trapped somewhere trying to get I know. No, it's like I'm in the upside down, right? And I need, like, I need Vanessa's help, and I can see her going about her day, <laughs> taking care of the kid. Can you see me? Vanessa! <laughs> Vanessa, can you hear me? Vanessa. No, butt dial. Ugh. Yo, Vanessa. What's the first three numbers of her phone number? So when she... I can't see. Oh. Yeah. Hey, kid. <laughs> kid, can you hear us? Kid, can you hear me? It just shows her name. It doesn't show her oh. phone number. Hey, kid. Hey, hey. Oh, she just put something in the sink. Vanessa. How does that even happen? Like, I don't even understand how that happens. And how do you not know, like, your phone is just sitting there on a call right now? I don't know. Van- your phone is, like, face down oh on the table. God. Butt dials. Vanessa. Yo, Vanessa. Hello. Okay, listen. No, okay. I now it's a mission. <laughs> what? I'm going to stay here until she picks up. No, you're Vanessa. not. Hello. Yo, you're legit getting so mad. Vanessa. Like, we're on the counter. We can't be in a purse, right? Yeah, I don't think it's in the purse. No, things have gone silent now. Vanessa! She's not in the room anymore. Hello? Can you hear me? Vanessa! 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 Hello? Can you hear me? (laughs) Vanessa, can you hear me? Are you really committed to this? Yes. Vanessa! Vanessa, can you hear me? Vanessa! <laughs> Vanessa. So Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa. Vanessa. Hello. Can you Vanessa, can you hear me? <laughs> hey, Vanessa. 
Vanessa. Hello, Vanessa. Vanessa, can you hear me? Oh, come on! She hung up! Come on! No! Call her back. Call her back. I can't. Call her back. Do we have her last name? How does call display only give you a name and not the number? What kind of podunk operation do we have here? Damn. <laughs> I need to know what she wanted. Clearly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Someone asked people to share their unpopular opinions about marriage. Okay. Uh, that most people probably don't agree with. So we'll put this out to you as well. I have a funny feeling this is going to go on forever. So just know that if you don't get through to us immediately, give it time. Uh, so do you think each of these are good or bad advice for people getting married? All right? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to go through this list. Yeah. Uh, plan for divorce before you tie the knot. They say prenups should be a standard thing everyone gets. And don't just think about whether you want kids with them. Also, ask yourself if there's someone you could co-parent with if you split up. Wow. Yeah, I mean, practical. I, I think that if you're talking to people who have gone through it, they're going to have a different opinion than people who of haven't course. gone through it, right? Uh, somebody else But said, mandatory prenups is a really good, it's a really good thought. I don't have one. I never even thought of it, to be no, honest with you. No, Uh Another person wrote, married couples should have separate bank accounts, which we've all heard before, mm -hmm. right? It's not uncommon. No. But here's where the unpopular opinion comes in the second half of this sentence that this person wrote. Yeah. Which is married couples should have separate bank accounts and separate homes. That's just being separated, though. Right? Right? Isn't Why that... would you have a separate home? Isn't that just being separated? Like, I understand, like, in your, in your space that you're living in, maybe yeah. you have a room or a, a, a part of your home that you, like call your own for whatever, right. right? Yeah. But not an entire separate place where you have to leave one dwelling for another. Yeah, like the she shed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we got she sheds. She shed. Uh, these are uh, unpopular opinions about marriage. Family shouldn't be too involved in a marriage. Even if they mean well, it's not always good for a relationship, but it's hard to prevent, so good luck with that. Wow. Soulmates aren't really a thing. There isn't one person you're meant to be with, so don't put that pressure on yourselves. And another person wrote, no one should propose out of the blue. You should discuss it first so no one gets disappointed or embarrassed. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's somebody who's been disappointed and or embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> All in one shot. Obviously. Uh, some texts that are rolling in. Somebody said sleeping in separate rooms. Yeah. Somebody once told me that the key to a successful marriage was separate vacations. Yes, you've said that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it makes a lot of sense. It really does make a lot of sense. I mean, I've gone to like Vegas, like without Jenna before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You come back and. You, you feel know, charged up, right? Like, baby, Got a few secrets much... in that back pocket of yours? No, no secrets. No? Oh, no? No, no, no. no oh, no. wow. No secrets. Oh. Um, <laughs> here's how much money I lost. Yeah. Wink, wink. Right. Uh, another person said, uh, once you get married, you will no longer be number one in your whole life. Oh. Even if you have kids, you might not even be second, third, or fourth. No, that's true. Ain't that the truth? I don't mind it, though. I don't mind it. They call me bronze in my house. That's my nickname. <laughs> uh, unpopular opinions about marriage. Uh, I'll read two more, and then we'll get to this phone call. Somebody's on hold right now.
I think the people jump into marriage way too quickly, but in the same breath, they jump out of it even more quickly. They give up on a marriage before they even put the effort into fixing it. Mm. Reads another text here. That's true. You hear that a lot. Um, marriage is just giving... Ugh. What? This is from somebody who listens to the show, okay? Okay. I didn't make this up or anything. Okay. Uh, marriage is just giving your free will to the wife. Oh, wow. That is a legit text. Even Deepa sitting on the other side wow. over there. The shock on her face right now. <laughs> Yo, she has her hand over her heart, too. <sighs> Go ahead. Never to say everything to your spouse. Oh. Why? Because it bites you in the back when you're having an argument. They'll throw it at your face. Oh, oh. what was the last thing that happened? In yours, in your marriage? Um, well, it's a lot to do with my mother-in-law, and uh, then he'll throw it at, at your face that, oh, you think yours is better than mine. Oh, so, you guys have fun. Yeah. Oh, I could not imagine having a, I could not imagine for a second having a fight with Catherine about, like, whose mother was better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that is just yeah. so foreign to so me. So is that what my the fights God. are about? Is it about whose uh, mother is better? Or, like, well, which mother one, gave an opinion? Yeah. You, don't, you, don't like his, you don't like his mother, right? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. And thank yeah. God, thank God she passed away. Oh, no! Oh, no! Yes, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness she passed away, huh? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Well, mine has two. Mine has oh, two. But... Okay. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Unpopular marriage opinions is what we're talking about. And we're getting a ton of texts and a couple of people on hold as well at 416-870-8888. Give, me, give us an example here of an unpopular opinion about marriage uh, married couples should have separate bank accounts and separate homes wow wrote one person but how long you been married for now um it's been like three-ish months no two months oh wow <laughs> but oh, it, no. feel, it feels blur. feels like, like it though huh it's 40 years yeah. so. so what's <laughs> your how, and you don't have at this point any unpopular opinions about marriage you can't i actually do I think if someone actually texted this, and I agree with it, is have separate bedrooms for when you want to sleep. That's my You're opinion. You're already at the separate bedrooms, Mary. What? I am. I am. We no. don't do it. And I haven't suggested it. But I think that it needs to be done. Diva, in your home right Hold now, on. is there an empty room? Where but you eye like you walk yeah. by and in like, your like, mind you're like this, <laughs> this is going to be my space. I'm gonna have this bedding. Okay. I'm gonna put this picture here. The TV's gonna go there. Yeah, there's a, a few empty beds and couches <laughs> that Hold I've on, considered. Though. But do you have a do you have a room that you're like sort of eyeing that you like covet as one day you will be mine kind of thing? Well, okay, I'll be fully honest with you. I get the main bedroom and the lol would have to move. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> decision has been made. I have oh. my job. Domain. <laughs> wow. and, and remind people again how long you guys have been together. Married, oh, married, married. Uh, married, like yeah. two, two and a half months. Two and a half months, two and people. A half months. <laughs> two and a half. I don't know if there's a, I don't know if people keep records about yeah. this stuff, uh, but from but from wedding day to separate bedrooms, <laughs> you may, Deepa, you may be onto some sort of record Do you here. Think? No. Uh, you know what? It's so funny, I think though. So. I think that's common, though. Like, Common. Okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, because we didn't, like, live together before marriage, right? Yeah. So that was a steep learning curve of, like, sleeping patterns and, like, we. I mean, we maybe lived with each other kind of for, like, a month or two before. Mm -hmm. But still, like, that was a steep learning curve, learning that I cannot sleep with someone beside me. 
the moving of the blankets, the Wait, breathing. But we also snor- we also learned that in sleeping like to, sleeping in the same bed, yeah. that you and your husband have separate blankets. Oh yeah, oh, that was the first step, and that didn't help me. So, have oh, you like, tried? Have you guys oh. tried like sleeping under the same blanket? <laughs> have you? Has any no. part of your has any bare part of your body ever accidentally touched any part of bare uh, part of his body when you're no, sleeping? No, because we're wrapped in our own cocoons, wow. just like separately. Okay, wow. Let's wow. say. Wow, wow, So wow. you have your your sheet, his sheet, right? Yeah. Is there like a common comforter at least? There's on the a top common that... comforter on top oh, of okay. our separate sheets. But what does that do? That so doesn't you, really you guys do mummify yourselves, <laughs> right? And then just like two, like two little sausages <laughs> yeah. underneath the same blanket? Basically, yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. hot. That's so romantic. Uh, oh, unpopular, wow. Thank you, uh, unpopular opinions about marriage. A couple more texts. You did not marry your best friend. I hate it when couples say that. <laughs> Oh. Somebody said, marry who you can divorce. Oh. oh Another person wrote, three rings of marriage. Engagement ring, wedding ring, and suffering. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I, can I tell you? Our, our imam who officiated like the, the Muslim part of our wedding used that exact same line. Oh, right. <laughs> Yo, shout out to your mom who's listening yeah. to the show right now. I know. Kara is on line five. Kara, go ahead. Uh, my unpopular opinion is that I think marriage should be a renewable contract. And every three years, um, you evaluate your marriage. And if both parties agree, then you continue being married. And if not, you both go your separate ways. But if you do continue, then you <laughs> reevaluate again um, after another three years. But isn't that just like normal marriage? Like you can. No, because. I've been through a divorce, so... Oh, you want to uh, terminate the contract without divorce? Right. You want to just walk away? I but wasn't, isn't, that, I, isn't that what divorce is anyway? No, You're like it's not. I, terminating a contract? No, and I'll Your tell you this, and, and I don't know how Shem feels about this having... Uh, are you officially divorced, Shem? I am. Yeah. You are. I don't know how... Um, my views on marriage have changed having been married. Yeah. And I really feel that when you get into the whole thing, it's always done out of love. And you guys are wildly in love and you decide to get married and all of this, and all of this stuff. And I think that if the marriage doesn't work and there's sort of like no children involved and there's no real financial stake, I think that two grown people should be able to just walk away clean break on their own. Maybe you have to fill out a form online or whatever it is. But you have to go through this government mandated separation period before you can actually legally file for divorce. Oh, really? You're on the the hook for it. Like they make you like they make you sort of like go through like a cooling off period. Where I'm like, I don't want you involved that way. Why? Like, like they force you into into a uh, like, are you sure situation? Yes, yeah. really? yes, they do. That. I'll tell you when I got. So we had separated or decided that we were going to get divorced in late in sorry in the summer of 2017, and then my divorce wasn't official until later in 2018. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, like, what? can you just leave my house now? Yeah, can we just be done. Yeah, you it's really, was she still living in your place? Yeah, she was. Yeah, <sighs> it's really but wild right. though. It was like a, not you, to bring up old, old feelings. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, but don't get me wrong. I love bringing Sorry. up old feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but that's the thing is that you can't as an adult, like you can't just say like what you're saying on the phone, Kara, where like, you know, if you get to a point of where you both decide, hey, maybe this was a mistake or it's not working out or we're just growing in two different directions 
directions. You can't just dissolve the marriage and sort of walk away, right? Like right. You, there is a there is a mandated cooling off period um, before things become mm. official. You can't just split and then I think that you should just be able to pick up a phone or go online and say this marriage is no longer a marriage and then you hit a button and they confirm it for you. Effective immediately. Right. Effective immediately. Yes. Mm. Effective immediately. Well, I just think people change so much. You're not the same person that you are when you first get married three years, four years, five years, five years later. Um, like experiences change you both. I really think couples need like should be forced to sit down and fill out forms about it. And then if you again, if you are done, you're done and you don't have to go through that waiting period. And and do you feel how long were you married for? Uh, seven years. And, and do you feel kids. after do you feel after that the you know the the three year window? Like at what point were you completely done with the marriage? <laughs> uh, like a year? Oh, really? Wow. wow. A year in. Now, does he know that? Does he know that you were done after a year? No. Oh, no. okay. At one point, really. like at, at the end is when you told him you were fed up? Uh, well, three, well uh, three years in, oh, I, wow. there was problems. And then, um, yeah, and then we had another kid to try to fix it. Oh, because <laughs> oh, no. that works. That works. That's yeah. all. That always works. Yeah, always. God. So I just think it's that couples need to be forced to sit and like reevaluate where they're at. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and it but in your crazy. case, you would have had to have done it after a year. Yeah. I know. Uh, Kara, thank you so much again. This is uh, what, uh, unpopular opinions about marriage, right? Yeah. Mocha? And Kara thinks that uh, after three years, if both parties agree, it should be like a, a renewable contract after yeah. three years of evaluation going through everything. Yes. You know, whether y'all agree to uh, continue Jeez. with the marriage or, or dissolve it's it. It's not completely. a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Thank you, Kara. Love you lots. You're welcome. <laughs> Love you guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Unpopular opinions about marriage. Uh, we'll get to another phone call here in a sec. Uh, someone asked people to share their unpopular opinions about marriage. A couple of things people have said are uh, married couples should have separate bank accounts and separate homes. Uh, soulmates aren't That's really extreme. a thing. There isn't one person you're meant to be with, so don't put that pressure on yourselves. No one should propose out of the blue. You should discuss it first so no one gets disappointed or embarrassed. A ton of text, dude. People who are agreeing with Deepa's sleeping situation at home with her husband because deepa wants separate bedrooms yes deepa's only been married two and a half months and also we've learned that deepa and her husband have separate they sleep in the same bed but they have separate blankets and i can't tell you (laughs) the amount of people who are saying they also have separate blankets mismatched pillows and a bunch more who are also who are saying they agree with having a uh separate bedroom to sleep in like a ton of these texts dude but uh... I'm always curious, though, and I I won't ask this of Deepa, you know, modesty and all. But how do you, when you wrap yourself up in your own sheet when you go to bed, how does one person let the other person know that it's business time? (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Deepa, I don't mean to put everything on you again. How do you let, quickly, how do you let somebody, how do you Please don't tell me you schedule it in the calendar. (laughs) How do you let them them know it's business time? Um, There is none when you're in a bed. Like, bedtime is bedtime. I Girl? What do you mean, girl? Bedtime is bedtime? Yeah, like, bedtime is for sleeping. So when... At least in our so, household so it is. When, I thought that was a very so, normal so thing. When's, when's business time? I don't know. Random times, but... That's going to end. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Deepa. <laughs> hey! Uh, line one, go ahead. Good. So, hilariously, I'm listening to this conversation right now. Why? Because... Um, 
last night, just for the fun, I decided to watch Think Like a Man. <laughs> yeah. It's everything you guys are talking about is literally from the movie directly. Oh, really? Unpopular uh, opinions about marriage? Yeah, and relationships, and I gave you the three rings of suffering. It was, I was like, where have I heard this? I'm like, oh, last night. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Hey, Mark, 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 that come in here for a second. Is that with, uh, that's Kevin Hart, and is it Tiffany Haddish? Isn't that one? Yeah, there's a bunch of people, right? Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, Hart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey. Maury, come in here for a second. Maury's, uh, I've been holding off on asking Maury what his unpopular opinion, because I, I, we, we, I asked him for one, and I could see that it was very torturous to come up with just one. Maury, unpopular opinion about marriage, go. You need to treat your marriage as though it's a business and almost have hours for when you're together. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, and in your case, how many hours is that? What's tops? Like, like what, do you, what do you mean together? Like, so that you don't get bored of each other and you, you know, because pause, pause, I find... What's your name on the phone? Boys. Moist? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Moist. Moist. Oh, moist. Yeah, moist. Okay, yeah. moist. Uh, thanks for the call. We got to let you go. You got too much noise in the background. <laughs> too much noise. Uh, moist. You, got, you got too much <laughs> noise, moist. <laughs> Later, brother. Have a noise day. So, so you say you want hours on a marriage. Now, does because that the longer you time you spend together? Yes. The more at risk there is for argument and confrontation. No, you're so, not. But you're not saying that so only certain hours a day you're married, and then the no, remaining no, hours you're not married. Hours, uh, certain hours of the day that you spend together. So and then go se- your separate rooms or, or do something separate with, like watch TV separately, cook. Be in separate rooms. So wait, do like you want to make you want to go in the kitchen in your tiny little condo and make dinner for yourself, and then Matthew goes into the kitchen when no, you're no, done. I'll make dinner for him while he's doing something else in another room, and then you and don't, don't eat talk. together. No, he eats in the office. I eat in the in the living room. So you make dinner for both of you, and then he takes his plate, and I, and I bring it to him. Wow, you know what it's like. It's like wow. You know what it's like. And honestly, then there's often times. You know who you are, Maury. You're the enabling mother who has like a 16 year old son <laughs> addicted to Fortnite. Yesterday, I brought Matthew his dinner, and I put it down in front of him in the computer, and he's like. I don't want my dinner now. Oh! <laughs> wow. Solid relationship, guys. Wow. Okay. Damn. So uh, those are the unpopular opinions about marriage. Uh, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, it is National Tongue Twister Day, apparently. Great. Mocha, you have a sheet in front of you where mm. I've put together some of the most well-known tongue twisters. Damn it, uh-huh. Maury. You have the same sheet in front of you. Um, how are you generally at tongue twisters, Mocha? Oh, terrible. Terrible. Is anyone good at them? Anybody ever yeah, good? Yeah, my mom, for some weird reason, is really twisters. good at tongue twisters. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I does never asked her why. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, she does. I, Just around the house? I guess that's what you, maybe that's you what you do when you're retired, right? Just why not? Practice. Why not? Well, yeah. you know, Sunday, you a hobby. Sunday night, don't have anything going on until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Might as well work on my tongue twisters, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't wait to get to that point where I have free time to work on tongue twisters. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start with the classic here. Okay, so it is uh, uh, she sells seashells by the seashore. That is the classic sort of anytime somebody thinks of a tongue twister, that's the one they immediately go to. So I'm okay, I will call on you first. Okay. And uh, remember, <laughs> speed is of the essence here. That's what she said. Okay. She sells seashells by the seashore. Oh! oh! No, that was too slow. Too slow. That was fast. Maury, you good. go. 
She sells seashells. She sells seashells by the seashore. She sells what? She sells she sells seashells by the seashore. She sells seashells by the seashore. Okay, as if the inflection is going to help, right? Okay, so uh, moving on here. Uh, uh, he threw three free throws. Is that Mocha, even allowed? Mocha, go ahead. Okay. He threw free. He threw three free throws. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of L's you put in there. Yeah, hold on. yeah. He threw three free throws. I sound like Sylvester the Cat. <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead. One more time. He, okay. He threw three free throws. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. Okay, damn it, Maury. He threw three free. He threw three free throws. He threw three free throws. Okay. He well, threw three okay, free throws. Okay. Okay. He threw okay. three free throws. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we'll go down to uh, number ten here. Okay. Which is a uh, classic as well. They say that this is one of the hardest tongue twisters ever, which is the sixth sick sheiks sixth sheeps sick. Oh, get that sheep a doctor. Okay, uh, Mocha, go ahead. The sixth sheep. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, let me just put a disclaimer out there. Yeah. If I swear it's yes. not on purpose, right. it's just by accident. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> the six six. Wow. <laughs> the six six sheep. Six... <laughs> okay. One more time. One more time. One more time. Yeah, it hurts. No. Oh. If, if it stings the hair, fart it just uh, a little bit. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> You're like the six sheep. Okay. okay. The six six sheep six. Right, no, I can't do it. Okay, damn it, more. You're up. All right. The six six sheep sheep. The six six sheep sheep. The six six sheep six sheep sick. Okay, you've just said all the same word over and over again, but every time you pointed your finger at me a little uh, a little more aggressively. Okay, one more time. Yo, that one's tough. The yeah. six six sheep. The six six sheep six sheep sick. Okay. <laughs> Damn, that sheep is sick. Okay. Um, uh, let's try uh, this one. Number seven here, which is Fred fed Ted bread and Ted fed Fred bread. So they fed each other bread. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mocha, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Fred fed Ted bread and Ted Fred fed bread. <laughs> Fred Fred fed Ted bread and Ted fed Fred bread. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got okay, it. Hold on uh, one more time. One more time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> fed Fred Ted bread and Ted Fred. Oh, damn. You lost it. You lost it. Damn it, Warren. You're up. Okay. Fed Fred 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 fed Ted bread and Fred Ted. Fred Ted Fred Fred Ted okay, you, have to, you have to let us know when you're starting over again. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just like constantly shouting but Fred you're, Ted. You're you're waving your arms around like you're trying to take off for flight. Keep your hands at your side, please. Okay. Okay. Try. Go ahead. Fred Fred. No, I have to wave them around. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay go. Fred Fred Ted Bread and Ted Fred Bread Bread. Oh, uh, what? No. Excuse me. Okay. One more time. <laughs> Fred Fred Ted Bread and Ted Fred Bread Bread. Fred, Ted, Fred, Fred, Ted, Brad, and Ted, Fred, Ben. Fred, Fred, Ted, Brad, and Fred, Fred, Ted, Brad, and Ted, Fred. Wow. Fred, Fred, Ted, Brad, and Ted, Fred, Fred, Brad. Okay, we're going to end with this one. Uh, number 11, which is pad, kid, poured, curd, pulled, cod. Ugh, that sounds gross. I know. I know. <laughs> this is what Fred was feeding, uh, Fred, what Fred was feeding Ted, by the way. Ew. Okay, okay. So, uh, so Mocha, go ahead. Pad, it's... kid, poured, curd, pulled, cod. Yes, okay. go ahead. Pad, kid, pulled, poured, cod. Pad, kid, pad, kid, poured, curd, pad, kid, poured, poured, cod, cod. <laughs> 
<laughs> you let okay. us know if you fart again, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. one more, one yeah, more. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Pad kid poured curd pearl cord. Oh. <laughs> Pearled cord? Damn <laughs> worry. Okay, damn worry, you're up. Pad kid poured cord poured cord cod. Okay, that is not right at all. Uh, it again, it is pad kid, kid poured, poured curd poured. pulled cod. Wait, poured curd poured curd. Okay, okay, go ahead. Okay, pad kid poured curd pulled cod. Oh no, oh, close. Pad close. kid poured cod. Pad kid poured curd pulled cod. <laughs> Faster. <laughs> Pad kid poured cold pot cod. Cold? <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more time. Pad kid poured cold cut pot. Pot! <laughs> anyway, happy National Tunkers today. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So last night on Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon, this is very confusing, so stay with us here. Ryan Reynolds was supposed to be on Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Will Farrell was supposed to be on Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of them shoots in L.A., one of them shoots in New York. Also, two completely different networks. Two completely different networks, okay, on the opposite sides of the country. Um, Will Farrell and Ryan Reynolds decide to switch. And I don't know, when you watch this, I want your opinion on this, whether Fallon and Kimmel were in on it or whether they were legitimately shocked. Because to me, Kimmel looked legitimately shocked. So what happened was they decided to switch. So when Jimmy Kimmel was introducing Ryan Reynolds to promote his new movie, Red Notice, uh, Will Ferrell walks out. First guest tonight is an actor, producer, gin tycoon, and Canadian national treasure. You can see him alongside Gal Gadot, and Dwayne Johnson in the new movie Red Notice. It's in theaters now and on Netflix starting Friday. Please welcome Ryan Reynolds. Well, look at you. That was very nice. Wow, yeah. what are you do? Where's Ryan? Where, I, what, Ryan in? Reynolds, yeah. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, Ryan couldn't make it. No, I got, I got a text from him, said he was running late. Uh-huh. Um, which usually means he's not going to show up. Right. And, uh, <laughs> So Ryan's so, not coming? No, he's not. I just asked if I would fill in, and uh, I just rolled down the hill. <laughs> okay. So now, so good. now in New York on Jimmy Fallon, who was introducing Will Ferrell. Our first guest is one of our absolute favorites. He's very funny, very talented. He stars alongside Paul Rudd in a new series called The Shrink Next Door, which premieres this Friday on Apple TV+. Please welcome the always entertaining, the one and only Will Ferrell. Wow! Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, it is. Oh uh, my God! It is. Oh, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I mean, it is a little I, odd. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, I, we, I, I, we, I, I just put the kids to bed. Um, yeah. I was, uh, I was walking the dog uh-huh. around the block. Yeah. Um, Will called. Okay. Said he was running a little late. Okay. Uh, <laughs> asked me if I'd jump in for him, yeah. and uh, I said anything for you, Will. Yeah, how, I'm in. How late is, is Will running? Uh, he's going to be here in about uh, half past uh, never. Will's not coming. Uh, <laughs> Will's not coming at all. Okay, so, so of course, Ryan Reynolds um, was supposed to be on Kimmel to promote his new movie, Red Notice. Um, Will Ferrell was supposed to be on uh, Jimmy Fallon to promote The Shrink Next Door. So at this point, you would think they would just switch it up and just start talking about their own projects. Totally. But they don't. So Will Ferrell goes on Jimmy Kimmel to promote Ryan Reynolds' new movie, Red Notice. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm just excited for Red Notice. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Are you now? Are you in Red Notice? I am not. You. Oh. <laughs> but you're, uh, have but, you, uh, have you the, seen? I, I haven't seen a stitch you, of it. Oh, you haven't. You got Ryan Reynolds. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. He was. You got supposed to be here. Yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right. Right. Gal Gadot. Hubba hubba. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you're just saying you're excited to see the movie. I'm excited to see it. Uh, it opens November 12th. Uh huh. Uh, <laughs> Wow, what a good friend you and, are, you uh, know? I've saw the billboards. They're mm -hmm. wearing tuxedos. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know it's going to be classy. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure it will be yeah. classy, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's weird because you not being in the movie and all, right. yeah. um, being here talking about it. Yeah, just, just helping out a buddy. I think it's <laughs> going to be good. I mean, I, we hope, right? <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. I think we're all keeping yeah. our fingers crossed. Have you seen it? You I have seen it, it, and it is good. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a is lot it, of fun. Is it, about, uh, is it about someone is getting kicked out of their apartment? They have 30 days' notice? No, no, it's... No. And it's they're a, all classy real estate agents? Yeah, no, no. There aren't... But the Russian guy won't leave, so they got to kill him, thus the red notice? No, no. <laughs> okay, yes. and then... Uh, and I, then. I, I watched... I watched both of these interviews, right? Yeah. And I got the sense that neither Kimmel or Fallon knew that the switch was happening. Right. I think their people pulled it off perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so over on uh, on Jimmy Fallon, where Will Ferrell was supposed to be talking about the shrink next door on Apple TV Plus, uh, Ryan Reynolds then had to promote that project. I have all questions for Will here. Uh, well, fire away. Look, I, I made a, a solemn swear on the life of my children that I would deliver this for him uh, yeah. 20 minutes ago, and I'm going to do it. But I'm going to talk to Shrink next door. Yeah, but do you want to talk about, you have a movie coming out called Red Notice with Dwayne Johnson. No, I don't want to talk. You? No, I, guys, uh-uh, no. No, we're not talking about Red Notice while I'm here. Uh, <laughs> okay. you, you bring up Red Notice, you will taste the back of my hand. What? I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Yeah. Shrink Next Door is on Apple TV+. Plus. It is on Apple TV+. Plus. It's, uh, it stars uh, the great uh, Will Ferrell, Catherine Hahn. Uh, it's written by Georgia Pritchett, who you might know from Succession and Veep. Incredible. Wow, uh, he actually Paul knows that. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Do you have really any idea what the show is about? Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, it's uh, sort of an uh, Ant-Man uh, sequel. It's like, um, <laughs> it's in the Ant-Man uh, no, universe. It's, it's, no, the it's Shrink. A, it's Ant-Man adjacent. The Shrink you know. Next Door. Yeah, is what I'm talking about. Yes, it's 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 well, it's yeah. He's a shrink, right? He doesn't shrink, you know, his body <laughs> per se, but he's a psychiatrist, so he does Paul like psychiatristy things. Is. No, no. Paul is the psychiatrist. He is the shrink in okay. it. Right? Yeah. So you know, he he, he lives he next does door. It and, yes, he lives next door, and he and he he minimizes himself in relationships, which is kind of like Ant Man, right? It's just it's just not. It's more of like a psychosomatic sort of. At all. This is not a Marvel movie. Thing. It's Marvel Phase 16, which everyone's saying is like way more relatable. <laughs> <laughs> However, they did it, and with the people at each organization they were ever to, to pull the, the to switch them up with they did it flawless. Yeah, it, was it was wonderful. Uh, it was so great. And I guess uh, the thing is that Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell do have a movie coming out together. Right. Um, at some point, right? Yeah. yeah. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Jaleel. What's up? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how's it going? Damn, bro. <laughs> Yo. Your voice is deep, son. 
<laughs> yeah, puberty hit me hard. Yeah. So what's up, man? Uh, I am not ready for the world to go back to normal. Mm, yeah, you were says, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. Uh, you've been using COVID as an excuse to not partake in social activities, but now that things are getting under control, fortunately, uh, I am actually expected to do things and see people. My social battery is really low, you say. Uh, my worry is that if I keep saying no to activities and invites, eventually people will stop reaching out. So how do I trick myself into uh, reintegration into society, or should I just buy a new house coat and accept becoming a recluse? Damn. Have any of your friends questioned you just yet as to why you don't want to go hang out despite the amount of times that they've asked you to, to hang out? No, they haven't really called me out on it loudly, mm. out loud, but I have a feeling that... How old, you, how, old are you, how old are you and how old are your friends, roughly? Like, what age group? Uh, we're, we're, like, almost 30, 29. Okay, yeah, so you're in that 20 year. They still want to go out. Jeez, uh, yeah. so this is, it's it's a tough one, but I think that there's some things that you have going for you, which is even going out now, it's still a bit of a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. right? Um, sure. I think that the invites of let's go one place and have a couple drinks and then maybe grab something to eat and then go to a club, we're not there yet, right? I think that what I know anyway is that the times that I have seen people, which have been very few and far between, it's been like an isolated sort of dinner, lunch thing, lasts maybe an hour, and then you're on your way. Sure. Um, I, I haven't had to do these big, I haven't even gotten invited, probably won't ever again. <laughs> thankfully, uh, to something that is like a day long sort of sure. you know, thing. Right. Uh, but I think yeah. that I, I think that with your friends, I, I don't see why you can't do it in little tiny bits. I think that you can still sort of maintain those connections and those and those friendships um, by, you know, maybe participating in something that is, you know, that does suit your comfort level. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, a quick coffee or maybe it's it's a quick lunch or maybe you don't do it at all and people just get it. Like, yeah. I think that I think that without you having evidence that your friends are sort of dragging on you behind your back, I think you might just be worrying for the sake of worrying. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Can they- you not just say to your friends, like if they ask ask you to go out somewhere can you not just simply state hey i'm not really comfortable being out there yet yeah and i do i do sometimes oh. and then but then there's sometimes there's certain events where you feel kind of bad not going so like for what example, like what like what oh uh, well, for example there was a baby christening that i kind of felt bad not going to because it's a close family member's baby so i felt kind of a jerk afterwards not going oh. but did they say anything to you about it no they're actually really like uh, up front they were really like nice about it so yeah. oh I, yeah. I, I so i think it's just up. you're just getting into your own head possibly yeah, yeah. that's okay though man you're yeah. trust me dude you're not alone man i feel like pretty much the exact same way about going out going places well, that's good to know yeah right? i i jeez I, I think that there's there's a, there's a lot of people who really 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 miss doing all that stuff right yeah. they really miss it and, and then there's a lot of people that you know may have done a lot of that stuff and then COVID happened and you didn't have to do it anymore and then y'all realize like you know what i actually really didn't love doing any of that stuff yeah. and, yeah, I, and, I, and i don't really miss it will you have people over to the house like a friend? I've never been big on that, man. No. Oh. Yeah, see, there you go. Me neither. I don't have anybody over to the house. And you save a ton never. of money yeah, by not never. going out <laughs> and doing stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah, but I, I think, like, uh, I mean, like you can maintain friendships, right? Like, I have, I, I think that I really, what I would consider to be close friends, I have two. Mm-hmm. And one of which I haven't seen in mm, 10, 11 months. 
Oh wow! Yeah, well, and then and then the other one yeah. he sits across from every day. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden he's got jokes. Uh, no, nah, Julia, you know what though? I honestly I feel like you could just say to people that you're you're still not comfortable with it, and uh, if y'all are close and they're cool with it, then I think that maybe you just don't get into your own ad yeah okay that's good advice i also sort of feel that maybe me and mocha aren't the two best people to talk about this with (laughs) (laughs) you know what you know when you believe something's real crazy right Uh like you know like let's say i don't know you're you're a flat earther or whatever it is right um and you really believe that and you want to believe it and so you go and you seek out people uh, who also believe that and then you use all their information to sort of reinforce your feelings right it's called confirmation bias and i feel that that's maybe what's happening right now because um i don't think that you've come to the right place if you're looking for encouragement to reintegrate into society because <laughs> you're not going to get that from me mocha i had a feeling yeah that's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh buy the new house coat that's my vote all right perfect. oh that's you my vote too yeah, yeah. Bro, are you kidding me? I'm just like sit at home, just enjoy life on this beautiful flat earth. <laughs> I'm loving that. <laughs> yep. All right, Jaleel, you're going to be good, though, honestly. All right. Thank All you. Right. Are you going to ask me the question, by the way? Oh, oh. No. <laughs> Jaleel, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? All right. So even though I feel like I'm more like Roz in the sense that I'm kind of crotchety and I hate people, uh, I would say that uh, I would still choose Mocha. Wow. You could just have said Mocha, man. That's cool, though. Thanks. Yeah, I love you. You gave the explanation, though. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> thank you, Jaleel. Yeah, thank you, guys. We're going to get through this. All right, brother? All right. I appreciate it. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Michaela, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, so I feel like this call is probably a long time coming. Um However, and no offense to Mocha, but I've been listening since I was in high school, and Ross has always been my favorite. Oh, you know it doesn't count unless he asks you, right? I know, but I feel like I had to vouch because I always, whenever I'm listening, people will say Mocha, but then give you, like, some sort of compliment, and you're kind of, like, not having it. And I'm always like, oh, I need to call in and and help you out, you know? So, Michaela, how old are you now? I am 28. Okay, and listening since high school, um, what was it about Roz back then versus your continuing to choose him as your favorite up to now you're 28 years old has kind of kept that passion strong? I think it, well, a few different things. I think just, like, overall, but also the humor, like, his, his, the humor and whatever... What always gets me is when it's normally Maury says something, um, and Roz will kind of repeat it like he's shocked about the answer that Maury says. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what you're talking about, but it always gets Do me. Do I know what you're talking about? <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just thought I should have called in a very long time ago, but... Better late than never. Well, I appreciate you more than you even know, Michaela. So thank you very much. Although I can't take this as a win, I will take it as a, um, what do they call those things? Like a um, like participation trophy? No, not a participation oh. trophy. What's the word I'm looking <laughs> for? M- mulligan. A, a mulligan? No, that's the complete wrong word, Maury. Mulligan. 
Mulligan Moore ain't get out of here. Um, no, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a, a um, come on now, help like me a out secondary here. Secondary prize? No, not a secondary prize. Constellation. No, not a constellation prize. Constellation. No, a moral victory oh. is what I was going to call it. Also, constellation, isn't that like the stars? Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. We take that moral victory. Uh, Michaela, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing your days and, and evenings if you listen to the podcast with us throughout the day. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Thank you. And if I could just say one more thing. Of course. Um, I always think, like, when I, if I were to ever get through you guys like what would i say and um i actually lived abroad for a couple of years and whenever i was homesick i would listen to the podcast because the time difference was I'd, i would always be sleeping when you guys would be on live yeah. yeah um or sorry it would be my lunch and i'd be working and uh yeah so i always just listen to your podcast and i was feeling homesick and like cleaning the flat and whatever and so yeah so thank you for that because you guys are awesome you always make my day oh uh, uh, michaela great. what's your life like now um, i'm a teacher and yeah that's where I'm at right now. Oh, that's amazing. Well, Michaela, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your dedication and your support. Thank you so much for uh, for being a part of the journey of the Raza Mocha Show for all these years. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Thanks. Love you lots, girl. You take love care. You. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Vin Diesel taking to social media to try and smooth things over with The Rock. No. So, yeah. So The Rock did that big interview uh, talking about how he and Vin historically have not got along. There was yeah. a massive feud, everything else. Um, and then The Rock did the interview saying how they met in the trailer during one of their movies. And they just realized that they were never going to get along. They were never going to see eye, uh, eye to eye. They were just two opposite ends of the spectrum. And then The Rock continues to put Vin, Vin Diesel jokes in his movies and all of this stuff. So uh, <laughs> Everybody has a good laugh. Oh, God. Uh, so The Rock, uh, no response yet has he responded at all no no uh, but here's what Vin Diesel wrote uh, my little brother Dwayne oh no you didn't uh, as you know my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house there is not a holiday that goes by uh, that they and you don't send well wishes uh, but the time has come legacy awaits I told you years ago that I was going to fill my promise to Pablo which is Paul Walker, right? Oh, okay. Uh, I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the best fast finale, and that is number 10. So I guess number 10 is coming up, and this is going to be like the finale of them. Yeah. Uh, he said, I, I say this uh, out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. Uh, you have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by, Hobbs can be played by no other. Uh, I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. <laughs> no so that's uh the rock, yo you need the rock more than he needs you yes for that franchise or for this movie i guess yes. to cap it all off yes. right so i guess Vin... also how funny is it that he's doing you know he's putting out putting that out into the universe yeah. or sending that message to the rock the same weekend the rock is like blowing up social media because it was the the premiere the la premiere of his red notice movie right which right, comes out right this week on Netflix, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I listen. At the time there's everybody. It's all about the timing, but uh, but yeah. So it looks like Vin Diesel looking to uh, reach out to quote my little brother Dwayne that, about uh, that line about, right about there. Fast Ten. That would make me not want to do the movie. How dare you call me your little brother? <laughs> we'll see if it happens.
We'll see if it happens. No, please, Rock. I beg you. Really? You don't want Rock in Fast 10? Bro, because of that line right there. Really? Just huh? to be petty. Yeah. My little brother, Dwayne. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but then maybe that's how you get somebody's attention, right? <laughs> Come whoop your all, ass. Get them all fired up. Oh. I know. And then he brings the kids right into it immediately. Yeah, they right? call my, you Uncle yeah, Dwayne. Yeah, my little my little brother, Dwayne. By the way, my kids really like you, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rock don't like disappointing the kids. It's not good, man. Right? It's not good. Well, we'll see if it happens. We'll see if he responds. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Three-time Grammy Award winner and Fast and the Furious franchise star Ludacris has a new animated show on Netflix that he created and executive produces called Karma's World, named after his eldest of four daughters, Karma, and uh, real-life situations or conversations she's been involved in growing up. It's a super cute show with some great lessons to be learned. And we welcome to the Razamoga show the one and only Ludacris. What's going on, man? Oh, man, I feel good, man. What's going on? I feel great, great. Uh, Great. You, you talking to you guys. How excited are you that the world finally gets to enjoy the new Netflix show, Karma's World? Man, listen, this is 14 years in the making, so uh, I don't think there's any words that can express how excited I am that the world finally gets to see something I've been working on for over a decade, which is just a test to perseverance and uh, never giving up on your dreams, man. How much of the storylines from the, the specific episodes come from Karma's life? Um, I would say a good 80% really? of them are definitely man. based on real life because when she came to me, this whole idea was uh, birthed because she used to come into my studio when she was like six years old and say, Daddy, I want to rap like you. I want to rap too. And I told her, if you want to rap, you have to talk about what goes on in your life and your world. And we, we just started coming up with these concepts and ideas. And, and that's exactly what it is. The best music comes from real life situations because other people realize they're not alone. And, you know, people can uh, they can relate. Now, when you say that this has been in the plans in, in the works for 14 years, was there like a specific moment uh, or a specific conversation where in your mind you're like, OK, this would make for a great TV show or this would make for a great something that's not music. And I'm going to start writing these ideas down. Yeah. So it, it was a website at first and it's documented. You can Google it and look it up. This was like. 12, 12 years ago, it started off as a website and we had certain songs and we had characters, but obviously they don't look anything like they look now. And it was just a phase, like it was good, but it wasn't great. So we had to regroup. And I think like, again, this is a testament to if something isn't right the first time you work really hard at it, you just have to regroup and rezone and keep doing better and better until you get to a point like we are today, that's top 10 in over 40 countries in yeah, the world. Like the best news I could ever receive. So, you know, we need Canada to get on the same same wavelength. Are your uh, other kids now wondering when their Netflix show is going to drop? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that, man. I have a real problem in my household because yeah. I have four daughters. Yes. And oh, the other ones no. are like, OK, where's my show? Where are my characters? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's why I'm hiding out in the library right now. <laughs> <laughs> have they watched all the episodes? The have they watched all the episodes and be like, Dad, like, come on, my situation. <laughs> I, you know, I had something similar. You couldn't put that yes, in the they, episode? They did, man. They have watched all the episodes. They Obviously, they get to see each phase because it starts off as black and white. And you have yeah. to go through like 80 passes of each episode before everybody gets to see what they see on Netflix today. So, yeah, man, Karma's World, man, it's, a, it's taken... 
It's taking a toll on my household. Uh, Karma's World is out on Netflix right now. We're chatting with Ludacris on the Raz and Mocha show. Uh, during the, the process of actually making the episodes, as you said, like you've seen every kind of iteration of it from scripting to the, the actual drawing, the animation, until what we see now on Netflix. How involved were you with every single step? Were you giving your input into the script, into the way the characters were even animated, anything like that? Everything everything yeah. but I cannot I'm not taking credit but yes as executive producer any and everything that comes across you have to give your input and you check off on certain things but I have an incredible team I have to definitely you know make sure I praise them as well this was my vision this was my baby damn right man 100% before we let you go gotta get your opinion on uh, Vin Diesel reaching out to the rock on social media calling him my little brother Dwayne and uh, basically asking him to be in fast 10 saying that this is the promise that he made to Pablo and that they need to go out with a massive finale and that nobody else can play Hobbs other than the rock but it looks like Vin has reached out to uh, to the rock what are you what's your take on that man that's a very good question and let me let me just say man they are both my brothers I can't really see speak um but so much on this i can only give my opinion and i would love you guys opinion as well from an outside perspective you know i do know that everything that vin has always said is that this this has to be the biggest movie in history and uh he said everything he said in that text i've, I've heard before and we'll see what happens man i i just don't these are two grown men i cannot speak for either one of them um <laughs> I do know that deep down, I feel like it's it's love. Um, but, you know, the, the decisions that they make are grown men decisions and you have to respect that. But it was an interesting it was an interesting move. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, obviously, I, I would love for that to happen. But I, I don't, you know, I don't know. This is a 50-50 thing. We'll see what happens. So you think, so you say 50-50. As somebody that just worked 14 years on one television show, you say that yeah. this is, you, you, give, you give it 50-50 that The Rock's doing Fast 10. We, I might be saying this just to add to the whole, you know, spectrum of, yes, <laughs> of, 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 of possibilities of what could happen of, to making this story bigger. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? We don't know. But I'm curious to know what you guys thought of that. The only line in that whole statement that Vin Diesel put out, and I know he's your boy, the only line that I felt as a fan of The Rock was a little bit disrespectful was when he said my little brother Dwayne. So I'm just asking this question. Um, if someone is a few years older, then what would be wrong with Colin? You know, because you're talking about his stature or like what would be... I think that everything else in that in that statement was fine. I just think starting it with my little brother Dwayne is a way to force position out of the gate on where Vin feels he is in that relationship. I think it's a little heavy-handed when you're asking somebody to mend fences and come back and fulfill a promise to start something with something like that okay hey i asked you guys opinion <laughs> Ludacris, thank you so much man uh yo karma's world is a new animated show on netflix uh, all episodes available right now please uh go check it out Ludacris, we appreciate your time thank you so much for joining us on the Razamoga show man absolutely man thank you guys very very much appreciate that karma's world and the soundtrack out on your streaming platforms so go support it. And uh, next time, hopefully I'll see you guys in person, man. Absolutely. Right on, man. Thank you. 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A ton of people in my neighborhood already putting up their Christmas lights outside. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And people getting into the Christmas spirit. Damn more, yes. My tree's up. Your tree's Next. up already. Although we spent four hours taking all the lights off because they went out. So, But we put new lights on, trees up, it looks fantastic. Yep. See? Early. Pre-lit tree Early. Though? Pre-lit, but all the lights were dead. So you cut the we old cut lights all off. The light, Why did you cut all the old lights off? That's so stupid. Well, Matthew wanted, he didn't want to see the old lights. But you so. don't even see them when, the, well, when you put new dude, lights on. I just on. do what I'm told. Wow. No, but yeah, but you put new lights, and then you have all your decorations, so you won't even notice old bulbs. The old and they're bulbs. hard as hell. Do, don't they wind them around like each oh, individual branch? And everything it took us like oh, all night. Oh so you're like God. sitting there like cutting electrical wire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What you use to cut the electrical wire? Kitchen scissors. scissors. Yeah. I think, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you made sure toenail clippers in, right? and kitchen scissors. I bet. Right. <laughs> teeth. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. <sighs> you're like squirrels. Yeah. And <laughs> right? how long did it take you? Four hours. That is busy work if I've ever heard of busy work. Yeah. You could have done... Were you guys drinking at all during that time or no? We did ginger ale. You had what? Ginger ale. Oh, so no. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean like, when I say drink. Yeah, no, we don't drink. Man, if you did something dumb and somebody was like, man, were you drinking? And you're like, I had a water. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the answer is no. The, the answer is the no. When do you put your stuff up? Oh, um... If it doesn't rain by the end of the week, I'll put the lights... Oh, you got outdoor and, lights and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, Yeah, yeah, So huh? I'm going to do all the ones on the outside. I'll do that this week. Right. And then we bought one of those. I've been looking for the... I can't remember how tall... 18, 24-foot Santa Yeah. that you can get oh, a Canadian the, like tire. Like the, the blow-up Santa? Yeah, 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 yeah. But we couldn't find that one, so I got the 8-foot one. Oh. So I'm going to set up the yard, the front yard with that, and we have like a bunch of other like front yard oh, decorations. You do, huh? So we're going to be that house really? this year. I'm still the house that has uh, the fake cobwebs from Halloween wrapped all around my, my Ironically, house. Ironically? Yeah. Around the city, yeah. I saw a lot of people who yeah. still have their Halloween um, yeah. decorations up, yeah. Yeah. which is fine. I, don't I care. still have a like a. There's still like like um, like like fake like all the fake things like fake ravens and fake everything else. Oh, like you, oh yeah, all of that's still there. Yeah. The, only, the only thing that's gone is the pumpkins. When are you going to take them down? Uh, when we put everything else up for Christmas, which is I don't do two trips, like right? Oh okay. Like I, yeah, I'll take the, the, to get the stuff. Thank you. I okay, will take yeah, the I Halloween stuff down the morning I bring up the Christmas stuff, right? And then I put everything in one bag and then I load up so, everything else. So Christmas Eve. Thank you. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Hey Elise, are you there? Yes, I am. So welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. I have been dying to talk to you. <laughs> oh my. We made it, guys. We're oh here. Oh my God. Uh, okay, so when does your story take place? How old were you? All that stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So this is 2011. I was 18. I was fresh out of high school. Okay. Just got my own apartment, working multiple jobs. Jobs, I was killing it. I don't even what was available for dating back then as far as online stuff. Okay Cupid was my my oh. drug of choice there. Okay. So you're using OK Cupid and how does it work? Like guys reach out to you, you reach out to them. Is it kind of similar to, to Tinder where you can see photos and bios and stuff like that? Yep, yeah. So you have to match with someone for them to to be able to message you. So we both, I guess, matched with each other and then he sends me a message out of the blue. 
and and then he's like, hey, I like your face. Let's go get some food. I, <laughs> wow, that's the line, huh? I like your face. Honestly, I was 18. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. I was like, wow. this is all the information I need. I have no further questions. You like food. I like food. We're soulmates. Okay, so call so your friends like, y'all, I'm getting married. Yeah, so you're like, you're like, yeah, yeah you're like, I'm all in. Let's, uh, let's do this. So, Ab- so, absolutely. so what happens? What do you do? How do you set up the date? And uh, how does the date start? After he says, I like your face, let's get some food. I was like, where, when, let's do this. And he was like, here's my address. Meet me at my house and uh, I will take us to the restaurant. And right then and there, I should have been like, that's all right, let's meet there. But did I do that? Absolutely not, I did not. I was like, this sounds great. I would love to meet a stranger at his house uh, with nobody knowing where I am. This is this makes a lot of sense. So, <laughs> Very yeah. safe, by the way. So I drive 45 minutes, I'm looking for his house and I see him standing on his porch. And he's like, hey, I've lost my keys. Can you drive us to the restaurant? I was oh, like, no. yeah, I would love for you to get in my car. Okay. This <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so okay. you get in the car, and what, he gives you directions, or he, does he tell you the name of the restaurant that you guys are going to? Oh, yeah. No, I have no idea where we're going. He's oh. giving me turn-by-turn directions. He could have been taking me to a warehouse somewhere to kill me, and I would have been like, I left at this stop sign right here. Like, that sounds great. <laughs> I would love to kill you. Thank yeah. you. We finally get to a Taco Bell. And <laughs> I... Oh, stop it. Get out of here, Elise. He takes no, you to Taco Bell? We get to a Taco Bell. And okay. honestly, that's not the issue for me. I can get down with the, like a cheesy five-layer burrito. Like nobody's Hell business. Yeah. This is not a problem. No. Not yet. So I'm like, okay, sir, would you like to go like dine-in or drive-thru? And he's like, drive-thru. And I'm like, okay, this man has a plan. This is great. So we get to the drive-thru and truly, before my window is even done rolling down, he has leaned fully over me and is like, I would like 100 hard shell tacos, please. Thank you. <laughs> Shut up. No, he doesn't. I don't even, I don't know what's worse, whether there's a hundred of them or where the, whether there's hard shell tacos. Like, I, I genuinely am just like, I don't know which one is a bigger red flag. Listen, I don't know, I don't know if you're a generally judgy person, but I am and I would be losing my mind over that order. So we, from the window that we're ordering to the pay window, he just does one of those numbers where he He's just starting to pat his pockets. Oh, no. And I look at him and I'm like, you forgot your wallet. And no. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you need me to pay. And he's like, yeah. Girl. No, Elise. And I'm just like, no, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, unfortunately, I had just been paid. So I, I could make <laughs> no. a decision this quarter. Yeah. Come it on. was. How much, yeah. how much was oh, yeah. it? How much it was, was it? It was a good time. $149.07. Oh, roughly. my God. Right. Okay. For 100 tacos? Okay, so they what? They they load up 100 tacos into the car, and then you go where? And I'm like, where do we go next? And he's like, back to my house. Oh, no. I'm like, okay. So we drive back to his house. We park. We walk in the door, and his dad is sitting on the couch. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. He lives with his dad. Yeah. And, like, we walk between him and his dad, or his dad and the TV to get to the kitchen. And this dude, like, just pulls up a couple chairs, just starts, like, dumping the tacos onto the kitchen table. And he just screams at the top of his lungs, let's feast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I want to pass away. So So did you guys feast? Oh, of course we feasted. Oh, okay. I bought these tacos. They're not going to waste. So what We're did eating you, these tacos. What did you talk about while all this was going on? Nothing. We ate in complete silence. Oh I could hear everyone God. chewing. No! Oh, my God. Yo, what did his it dad was, say? Did he say horrible. anything or did he do anything? So uh, we didn't see his dad for the first part. I made it through one whole taco before I saw his dad again. Okay. His dad walks up. He stands next to the table just standing over us and grabs a taco. And he starts chewing with his mouth open. All of a sudden, he looks down at me, like he's standing over me. He looks down at me and he goes, would you like to see my studio? 
Oh and my it, God. It was that moment I decided like, look, either I'm going to continue in on this date and I'm not walking out alive or I'm going to take my tacos and, and leave. So I just, I, I start sweeping the tacos off the table back into the bags in the box. Okay. I'm packing everything up. I walk up and like, it's like the end of a job interview. I look at this <laughs> dude and I'm like, thank you for this opportunity. Like you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> and I, I have to look like I don't need help to my car. Like, yeah. so I'm just like, this is good. I walk out of the door. I'm like looking behind me, like throwing tacos into the back of my seat. And the whole drive home, I'm thinking like, I can't tell a soul this happened. No. Anyways, I ate all the tacos for two days. So. <laughs> no, you still ate all the tacos? Oh my God, Elise. So, oh. so obviously you didn't hear from the guy again. No, I did. Oh, you did? No. Oh. So a few days later, he messaged me to try and go to the movies and I was so scared I was going to even accidentally respond. I deleted my entire profile. I was like, this is not happening again. Oh, no. Oh What's your life like now? So that happened back in 2011. Uh, Ten yes. years later, how is your life? Are you dating? Are you married? What's going on? Oh, yeah. I'm married to the most incredible man. Dude, We're doing really great. You are. That is that is one hell of a story. Uh, Elise <laughs> thank Myers, you. thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that with us and everybody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yo, it's an two honor. days, you made 100 tacos. <laughs> Crap, damn. Well, Elise, that incredible. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Right Have a great Take day. Take it easy. Bye-bye. You too. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Eternals is out now, right? I yes, saw it is. People, a lot of people talking about Angelina Jolie this morning on uh, social media. Saying what? Everybody's saying that they want to, they want her to have her own movie now. They need her oh, origin really? story after oh, wow. seeing uh, after seeing Eternals. Hmm. I... Uh, there's also tons of video, which I didn't know, but there's tons of video out there. You know how Tom Holland is like the reigning king of spoilers yeah, for yeah. MCU and everybody's just like, oh, my God. Uh -huh. Apparently, Angelina Jolie is even worse than Tom Holland. No. Angelina Jolie, I was watching an interview with her where she basically said who was in the sequel. <laughs> oh, stop it, Angelina. <laughs> but because she's Angelina Jolie, everybody just no sits there and lets her talk because no you don't anything. interrupt Angelina Jolie, mm -hmm. right? Like you Benedict say, Cumberbatch you, will reach across and put his hand over Tom Holland's yes, mouth. You could say something to Tom Holland. You can't yes. say, you have to sit there and listen <laughs> and accept the spoiler if it's from Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Kamel Nanjani is not going shh to Angelina Jolie. Uh, it's not happening. No. Right? <laughs> but apparently she's terrible. Like she's just been, she has been on a, like a whirlwind of spoiling this movie. Um, <laughs> That's I've awesome. seen like so many negative review headlines for of eternals movie. yes really which is surprising because i thought like what are they not liking about it though I, that's shocking to me actually me, uh, to be honest with you just say even though i may not have understood it yeah. i really enjoyed it yeah like yeah. angelina jolie surprised me with how good she was in this movie right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but she's just like she's it's it's so difficult to say angelina jolie is consistent Right? Like, that's sort of what she is. Like, she's always a version of, um, you know, a little bit of uh, Mrs. Smith mm -hmm. mixed with a little bit of, was it Girl Interrupted? Okay. A little bit of Girl Interrupted and a little bit of something else that she did that I liked. Oh, uh, Brad Pitt's mother in Troy. Okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, was she Brad Pitt's mother in Troy? Yeah, but what about the other one where she played, what, that Disney one with oh, the oh, horns? Oh, Malefic Maleficent. Thank you. Yes, she's always a little bit Maleficent. Yes. Uh, one You're of right. the headlines reads, Marvel's overstuffed space opera, Eternals, is a muddled mess. 
Oh, wow. Uh, and then I have to like really, because now that the movie's out, like other yeah. things have populated the feed. But yesterday, as of yesterday, it was like story after story after story where it was like negative, 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 really? negative. Really? But I will yeah. say, Kunal made the movie though. His did he? Comedy oh, he did, huh? Made the yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Here, let me um, uh, turn my... Uh, Turn my computer up for one second. Here's one of the here's one of the compilations that people put together of uh, Angelina Jolie um, spo spoiling Eternals. Oh. And keep in mind, every time she you see every every this is just Angelina Jolie talking, right? Yeah. But every time she's talking, there's somebody else from the Eternals uh, in the room with her, uh -huh. and you will notice that nobody says anything. Oh. Okay. Do they give like a look, like like almost? Like I think a, at one time, like a Selma, shock, like I, oh my god, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah, I think at one time Selma Hayek. Might might say something because I think that she may be the only one who would be able to say something. Right. But here's a here's a very short compilation of Angelina Jolie spoiling Eternals. No. So we're hoping in the sequel we actually think our characters are very right. Here, listen, listen. So listen. we're hoping in the sequel we actually think our characters are very good like sparring partners. I think so. Right? Because she's so good so secrets. I'll take this one. So in that clip, she's talking to uh, Kumail Nanjiani, right? Yeah. Saying, I hope in the sequel, our characters are very good sparring partners. Meaning, like, do they turn on each other in the sequel? And Kunal is like, uh! <laughs> what uh, do I say? Yeah. All of a sudden, he turns into so Dinesh yes, from yeah, listen, So listen, listen, listen. sequel, we actually think our characters are very good, like, sparring partners. I think so. Right? Because she's so good with secrets. I'll take this one. No. I'll spoil everything. I'm supposed to say. Oh, no. Okay. I think we're assuming that we know everybody because we've been around forever. So we definitely had the opportunity to be everywhere in every... We've been... I think that's the funny... Now if you watch the other ones, we've, we've been there. Oh, my God. The question is, did, are there certain things that Fasto's created that you've been watching and thinking it came from something else? Was it actually Fasto's or has no, somebody else no, been... Oh, my God, I tell you, what are you doing? Did you heal something? Did something happen that you haven't realized we've been there? And that's how we're going to find this. And that's, they love the toaster scene in the end. And they said that was the most like me because I'm terrible in the kitchen. No. <laughs> what you doing, Angelina? She's worse than Tom Holland, I think. Because she gives details. She's like, they were like, what did your kids love most? And she was like, oh, they like the scene at the end. And then she says what the end scene is. <laughs> it was a very good scene. So I'm going to tell you right now. There's yeah. Maury did an interview with the kid, the kid that uh, plays Sprite in the movie. Yes. And there's one clip that he submitted that I heard yes. and purposely didn't play. Oh, because it was a spoiler. Because it's a spoiler. I didn't think it was a right. spoiler. And I mean, ruin, like, so already the movie is ruined because there's two things from the Maury interview yeah. that I didn't play because. For me, Spoiler. there's spoilers. Gotcha. So I was like, great. Now this movie is ruined because Maury spoiled it for me. <laughs> right. What were the two and things? And now, <laughs> it, well, I'm not going to say it. And now, yeah. with Angelina, yeah. like the movie is really ruined. <laughs> really spoiled for me. And I'm now taking this even more personal. And I have negative feelings yeah. towards Angelina Jolie. But I will say this. Like Tom Holland, this only makes me like Angelina Jolie more. No. Yes. No. You're not yes. supposed to. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. If it is your birthday today, happy birthday. Your birthday. You share uh, your birthday today with Chris Jenner, who is 66 years old. Love it. Kevin Jonas is 34 years old. 
Odell Beckham Jr., NFL player, Cleveland. Yes. 29 years old. I always thought that guy was older. I guess he's just been. Athletes are all super young, man. It's crazy. But because he's like such a great player and he's been in my ear, I hear his name so much. Yeah. I figured he was a, a lot older, but he's only 29. Yeah. Uh, another big celebrity birthday, probably bigger than these three names that I mentioned, is Dammit Matthew. Husband oh, of oh is, it, is it Maddie's birthday? It is. Happy birthday, Dammit Matthew. Would he kill you if he said how old he is? How old is he? 30. Hold on. Wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, Dammit Matthew is. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my heart wants to say that he's 35. Uh-huh. My heart wants to say that he's 35, but my head wants to say that he's 37. No, I think Dammit Matthew is 40 years old today. 39. Oh, okay. 39. Okay. Oh, wow. Are you sure he's not 40? Is he sure he's oh, not 40? Uh-huh. He thinks he's 38, he's 38 more, he says. Mm, yeah, interesting. interesting. Not demise. Okay. Oh, he's been, listen, he's been, man's been locked in an office at the computer like everybody else for oh, the past facts. year, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. right? Happy birthday, damn it, Matthew. <laughs> no disrespect I think, he, look, I think he looks like 29. Uh, no disrespect. He looks great in pictures. Yeah. Um, speaking of, Dan Mori wanted to uh, post a very nice picture, as a lot of people do, for their significant other. But instead of just scrolling through his phone and, like, just selecting maybe a nice photo, yeah. he wants to, or not wants to, has to get approval. <laughs> photo approval. Absolutely. Matthew first. Yes. And, as always, waited to the very last minute at some point yesterday. Okay. To ask Dammit Matthew to go through some photos. But... This was not the last minute time he should have picked right. because Matthew was very busy okay. as he always and, is. And this is for Maury to post, right? Like for you're, you're the, the happy he birthday to, to my sure husband. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Matthew was yeah. a okay with it, but yeah. Matthew at the time was trying to run out the door and Maury's harassing <laughs> the best, him. The best. And Damon Maury recorded that interaction. I can't. I believe. I know. I just wanted you to help me pick a couple photos for no, your birthday. No, Maury. I'm being serious. Not right now. I'm gonna be late. Okay. Honestly, but I have to pick a photo I for your birthday. I have two things, Maury. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. It's 4.51 and I have my appointments at 5.15. I have to leave here in like five minutes. Okay, when can we pick your birthday photo for your Instagram? Not now. I'm serious, Maury. <laughs> Matthew's now. Okay, time to pick your birthday picture. <laughs> no, we don't need to pick a per- birthday picture. Birthday picture for what? Your birthday. You have to save this to do this another time because I'm trying to make an appointment. Yes, no, I know, but like... I'm serious maury okay i have to pick a picture for your birthday for instagram call mix right now why because i'm going to be late maury it's 501 and i have to be there in 14 minutes okay i'll try again later hello hi are you at your appointment yes oh can i tell you which picture i want to use now okay i'm (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's so funny yeah, that is so funny, dude. Oh, what happened no. when Matthew got home? Did you kick your ass or what? Did you pick a picture or what? There's this. You left me hanging on this, man. Hurry up, hurry up. What happened? I ended up picking one that Catherine took, your oh. girlfriend. And then I stole the <laughs> caption that she posted for your birthday photo and put it on mine. Oh, wow. That's like super oh, disrespectful. Wow. <laughs> wow. Why do you have to ruin my day as well as Matthew's day? Yeah. How do you manage to ruin two people's like, day? <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, damn it, Matthew. Yes, no, I know, but like... I'm f- serious, Maury. 
Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Julia, how you doing? It's Ronza Mocha. Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. good. Um, Julia, how old are you? I am 25. 25. Okay. What's on your mind? I have money issues and I need your help. Oh, oh. Julia. Hold on. You wrote us this, uh, Ronza Mocha, fix my life. I am in need of you. Uh, I have a lot of financial problems, i.e. going over my credit card limit, not paying my minimum payments, not making enough to support all my payments, but I work full time and I'm in grad school. My dilemma is uh, that I don't know if I should quit school for now to focus on working even more so I can make more money or if I should stay in school and continue stressing out about it. Well, um, first of all, Julia, welcome to R&M Financial. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you get into this mess? Just always shopping? Always buying stuff? I I moved out Mm -hmm. from my parents' place. It used to be like shopping for clothes often because I I had some issues with my body and I was gaining weight very often and always needed new clothes. Mm -hmm. And then lately it's been a lot of food. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of spending. But it was also, um, I don't have health insurance, so I've, a lot of the money has gone to therapy <laughs> and meditation and all that kind of stuff. So it's just really, really just added up. How long ago did you move out of your parents' place? Um, two years ago. Okay. And at that time, could you afford to live on your own? Like, did you factor in what it would cost for medical, what it would cost for rent, what it would cost for groceries, additional emergency money? Yes, because I wasn't like... I, I didn't need all the stuff that I needed now. Um, okay, so I think that you're in this weird sort of vortex. I think that you're in a weird cycle right now where you've got yourself into some serious problems, right? Money problems. And that is throwing you into a depression and it's affecting your mental health and you're eating more and you're spending more on therapy. Uh, and because all that is happening, your budget is going up because you're spending more on food and you're spending more on clothes and you're just sort of in this cycle. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure where you're going to, like, slam your hand inside that wheel and stop it. Otherwise, it's never going to end. I think that the quick solution right now, um, because how much what, How much do you owe? Like, what are your what are your credit card debts? Um, $8,000. $8,000. Is it just one credit card or multiple? It's one, but I'm $1,000 over it. Uh, do you know how long it would take you to pay off $8,000 by just putting down the minimum payment required by the credit card company? Mm, probably a couple of years. Ah, lo- longer a than a lot. couple. What's your interest rate on it? Oh, um, I don't know the exact percentage. I what? just know that it's like 150 each month. Okay, but you don't know your interest rate on your credit card? Not off the top of my head. You should know that. Yeah. Part of this, who taught you about money when you were when you were growing up? Um, my parents, and they have tried very, very hard to stick it into my head. They they are so they don't know how how bad it is for me right now. They would be so disappointed. Like, would it be cheaper for you, or sorry, not cheaper? Would it be uh, more beneficial? Uh, and again, you would have to know your interest rate uh, to get like a line of credit with your bank, where the interest oh. might be a little. Uh, lower and then use that money to pay off your credit card and then you're just making your payments going back to your line of credit. 
I forgot that I have that too, and also max that out. Oh wow. oh wow! Just so, just so you know, I just did the math on. Let's say that you have an interest rate of eighteen percent. You owe eighteen thousand dollars on your credit card, and you're paying two hundred dollars a month, right? No, eighteen. Mm-hmm. How much was, was it? Eighteen thousand. You have no eight thousand. Oh, eight thousand. Eight thousand. Okay. So let's say your interest rate is uh, is eighteen uh, percent. You have eight thousand dollars on your credit card. Uh, your minimum payment is two hundred dollars a month. That's actually going to take you eleven years to pay off. Wow. And then, how much is on your line of credit? Five thousand. And and how much are you paying rent? So my my boyfriend pay, pays two thirds of it, and then I pay like one third. So I only pay five hundred. So okay, and what do you make a month? Almost two thousand. So you, so you're spending a quarter of what you earn on rent. So you're left with fifteen hundred dollars a month, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't make enough to live. I don't. Um, and you certainly don't make enough to have a credit card. No. And a line of credit. Yeah. Is there an option for you to move back home? I really, really, really don't want to. Yeah, but do you really, really, really want to be in a debt depression for years and years? I would be in a different kind of depression if I did. Yeah, but Julia, you're $13,000 in debt right now. You have to figure out a way to move your debt to something that is going to give you the lowest interest rate. Okay. Um, and the first thing you got to do is when you start paying things off, your line of credit is going to be generally a lower interest rate, I believe, than what your credit card is. Yeah, it usually so, is. So you need to, right now, you, you said that you know your parents taught you about money, and clearly they did not. Um, because the fact that you don't know what your interest rates are on your line of credit or your credit card, that is, is a major problem when you owe that much money on line of credit and credit cards, okay? Um, mm-hmm. You need to figure out which one has the highest interest rate, and that is the one that you need to get rid of first. It's not the higher dollar value, okay? You need to get rid of the one that has the higher interest rate. Um, and you need to you need to move things to the lowest interest rate possible for the money you owe. Okay, mm-hmm. and paying minimum payments is not paying off your credit card. You need to minimum and listen to me when I say this. Okay, you need to minimum double up on payments. Okay, and when you start doubling up or tripling up on your payments, whichever is the highest interest rate, you need to get rid of that credit card. That credit card is no longer of any use to you whatsoever. You are never using that credit card again. And you can't, like, make, you know, let's say a $1,500 payment and then see that $1,500 is clear on the credit card and then go and spend. Yeah. yeah right? Don't fall problem. into that habit because that's what a lot of people do. They figure, oh, I'm going to make a little bit of room on the credit card, and then they go and they spend whatever room yes. is left on that credit card Free to max money. out again. Free money. Um, you need to you need to tackle your biggest interest rates. You need to do a complete inventory on what you owe, what you make, and your budgets. Okay, like, and I mean a complete inventory of where you you know what every dollar is allocated towards. Uh, you need to know exactly where your money is going, and you need to know exactly what you're spending on things. Yeah. All right. So try to get that figured out. Roz gave some great advice there. Um, hopefully, we'll help you out. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. All I right. appreciate. It. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Did you uh, see Lizzo give her speech at Missy Elliott's Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony? No. Yeah, it was that really, must have been amazing. Yeah, it was really good. Full of jokes or what? Really good. No, it was um, it was more emotional than it was uh, than it was funny. I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because you, you know Lizzo just has this massive love for, oh, for Missy sure. Elliott, yeah. and and often with those Walk of Fame things, like it's weird because with the Walk of Fame things, there's so much. There's a really big promotional uh, aspect to it as well, like. You always see 
people that aren't really connected to the person getting the star on the Walk of Fame. It's like it's like their co-stars from the current movie they're in. Like yeah. when when Daniel Craig just got his. Like Rami Malek was there, who was in the Bond movie with him. And I don't know oh, how yeah. important Rami Malek was to Daniel Craig's career, but like they gave him time. Like it's weird. There's a weird like, sort of promotional. Maybe they spent a year together. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're like BFFs. No, unless I, they are. Exactly. Or behind the scenes. It, yeah, I know, but it just it it all just seems like a promotional tool for a movie. Like it seemed like yeah. another publicity stop for the James Bond movie to have Rami Malek and uh, Daniel Craig show up for the uh, Walk of Fame. But every now and then you get somebody who's a legit fan, uh, and and it seems like anyway, like it seems a little bit more genuine. And that's what uh, Lizzo was last night for Missy Elliott. I only have one thing to say to Hollywood Boulevard. You're welcome. You're welcome. You are the brightest star in the universe, Missy. Um, I don't have the history that they have with you, but I've watched you my entire life. I didn't prepare anything today because I thought I was just coming to hang out and now I'm about to cry. So um, I watched you my entire life and I saw a superstar in you, but I also saw myself and I'd never seen myself before. And you lived so boldly and so beautifully and so unapologetically and so out loud. You have no idea what you have done for so many black girls. I just want to say that right now. (laughs) Sheesh. (laughs) We don't deserve you. Still, you continue to give to us. You've given and given and given with your heart your genius, let me just drop some words, genius, <laughs> icon, queen, queen of hip-hop, visionary. This is more than deserved, and let us continue to celebrate all of your accomplishments and all of your influence forever. We love you so much, Missy. Congratulations. Right? Oh, that Not was great. real nice. I know. That was really nice because it just was so natural yeah. and, and it came from the heart. And you could tell that Lizzo is a genuine fan yeah. of, of Missy Elliott. Yeah. yeah. Right? That was real nice. I like that. Yeah. I want, geez, man, I'd want Lizzo to say anything, you know, like about you. You because know? she's just so honest. Yeah, like that's the. I think that that's part of the charm of Lizzo. And mm-hmm. and and, there's, and oftentimes, God, the amount of times I've seen somebody get up to a microphone and say, "You know, I wasn't prepared for this. I didn't write anything." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, you've been practicing uh, in the mirror for a couple of days on, now, bro." Uh, but I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely felt that uh, that Missy legitimately did just show up there to hang out and have a little bit of fun and maybe yeah. get some time with Missy. And uh, then they threw in front of a microphone. Um, but no, she's so uh, she's a rare one, Missy uh, Lizzo, a very very. Very rare yeah, one because she's just such a fan. Yeah, she's all of us. Yeah, right. Even yeah. though she's like in that stratosphere now of celebrity and yeah. newsmaker, yeah. she's still much like yeah, she's the rest a... of us, where she is yeah. still a fan of someone who she may have easier access to. Yeah, she's not yet affected. Right? I just like her because she's not yet affected, mm-hmm. um, and maybe she is, and she just you know hides it better than everybody else. Yeah. But but she just doesn't seem that affected, and it's rare, especially now when you see a moment like that in public, because those moments are saved for their own personal social media. Totally, because that's where that's where it matters the most, right? Yeah. You know, she would just post this on Instagram and then show up and do nothing, right? Yeah. It's rare to see something like this in public. We don't see this kind of stuff in public anymore yeah. from from anybody. Yeah. You never get this stuff in public anymore. Well, congratulations to Missy Elliott, Hollywood Walk of Fame. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So uh, Pete Davidson was on with Seth Meyers last night. 
Oh no! Oh no! So of course they had to. So get into it. I'll just play it for you. Okay. Okay. Because the only thing anybody wants to know from Pete Davidson is what's going on with you and Kim, right? Because they were out twice. Uh, and no cameras were around, meaning Kim didn't have her crew, meaning that they weren't filming this for Kim's show, meaning that these sort of quote-unquote dates may have been actual dates, right? Am I wrong, or did I read something yesterday that the two of them were spotted making out? Or did I make that up? I think you might have made that up. Right, but again, I, then again, I don't know. Could have swore I saw that yesterday. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that they were holding hands on that roller coaster. Okay, then she flew to New York, and then they had dinner with friends one night, and then uh, and then he took her to uh, like his favorite pizzeria out in Staten mm. Island, like where he grew up, like hometown run. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It was a hometown You're date. You're gonna love this greasy hometown dates. This greasy slice. Hometown dates. We're already York, at them. New York slices, right? Friggin' lit too. Yeah. So here is uh, here's Pete Davidson. You have it there. Here's I want to address something. I feel like uh, I want to confirm if it's real. Uh, or a rumor. This has been you've been reading a lot about it in the press. Yeah, you know, I've uh, I've been wanting to talk about this because. Thank uh, you. Ooh. We appreciate you, know, you doing I, it here. You know, I, there's a lot of people I walk by. People are like whispering and you know, yeah, ma- you know, making eyes at me. And uh, you know, it, but it is true. I do have a show on Tubi coming Tubi. out. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Tubi the Tubi. Uh, a lot of people are shocked yeah. that I could get on a show like Tubi. Yeah. Uh, but it's a real it's a real thing uh to be yeah yeah that's exciting <laughs> yes thank you right so that's all you get that's it <laughs> yeah Come on, Pete did Davidson. they say anything else more there was no kim talk at all did he even bring kim up what a that's when you know it's real uh-huh right yeah don't you dare say anything yes. at all that's weird that they would that because normally when Pete Davidson goes on Seth Meyers, it's like no holds barred, right? Oh, like they just, yeah. they, they get in like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's weird that he didn't bring it up at all. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so that's Pete Davidson uh, trolling everyone and using the late night to do it. Yeah. And not talking about <laughs> Kim Kardashian. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Ed Sheeran's still out promoting his uh, new album, Equals, and he was on Fallon. We've heard the stories that Ed Sheeran and Elton John are really good friends. Elton calls him every day. So much that Elton calls him yeah. every single day. And they have these like long discussions and they've teamed up to create a Christmas song. They've collaborated. And listen to Ed Sheeran telling Jimmy Fallon about this collaboration and a discovery that he made when the two of them were coming up with like a title for the song. And we've got a Christmas song coming out. Um, together. Wait, um, you and Elton John? Yeah. He's got one of my favorite Christmas songs ever. Yeah, well, so he... So, Step into Christmas? Yeah, so he rang me on Christmas Day um, and said, because he was so buzzed, that St- St- Step into Christmas gets a higher chart position every single year. So I think it went in at 13 in the 80s, and it was like number six last year in, in England. So he's like, I want to do another Christmas song. Do you want to do one with me? And I've always been quite against Christmas. Not I don't like Christmas. I love Christmas. But in terms of doing a Christmas song... You need to chuck the kitchen sink at it. You need, if you're going to do it, do, really it bro- do it. I have a Northern Irish friend that says if you're going to get done for stealing a horse, you might as well <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> hey! Stealing the horse. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I was like, I said to Elton, I was like, I don't really want to do a Christmas song unless we're going in, unless it's like... Unless it's like sleigh bells, ding dong, yeah, it's just it needs needs to be a proper Christmas song. So I wrote a chorus and then went to go and stay with him, 
and we wrote three, and one of them was this one called Merry Christmas. So, okay, so get this. So, we write it, um, and I title it Merry Christmas, and I'm like, we're gonna have to change that title, because there's probably loads of songs called Merry Christmas. And I went on Spotify, and I typed in Merry Christmas, nothing. There's Merry Christmas Everyone, there's Happy Xmas, there's Merry Xmas, there's War Is Over, the late, late, all these, there's not a song called Merry Christmas. And then I went on YouTube and checked it out, and it baffled me. Like, there's, it's kind of like this, this glitch in a video game where no one's thought... <laughs> wow! No one's thought to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? So there's no song called Merry Christmas? Come According on. According to Ed Sheeran and recording a Christmas collab with Elton John. Let me just double check Hold real quick. Here. Let me go on Apple Music. Merry Christmas... Uh, songs. The first thing that comes up on mine is NSYNC, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, right. followed by All I Want for Christmas is You from Mariah, followed by The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole, uh, followed by Christmas, uh, Baby, Please Come Over by Mariah. Um, I can't, oh, there's something here called yeah, that's an artist named weird. I'm Ethan called Merry Christmas. I'm Ethan. Yeah, but I think it might be like a parody or something because right. it's got the, I can't play it because it's got the letter E for explicit somewhere in there. Oh, wow. Um, so Who writes a, uh, an explicit Christmas song? I know, Come on now. I know. But yeah, so far, just scrolling through, there's nothing here that's simply labeled Merry Christmas. Um, so it's super weird because I know people have used it like in the chorus of their song, but I guess nobody's actually called their song Merry Christmas. So the Christmas collab from uh, Ed Sheeran and Elton John might actually be called Merry Christmas. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Oh, Dancing with the Stars last night. Uh, Melora Hardin, who was uh, Jan. Jan from the office. Jan from the office. I miss Jan. We're we're way past the Jan era now. Rox and I are watching the office way past what season. Are you guys in? Like almost done. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like almost. So Michael's gone. Oh, way gone. Yeah. Will Ferrell came and went. Way gone. Yeah. Um. Robert California. Robert California came and went. Came and went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's still kicking around a little bit though, but he's only in every now. What and a great then, character. Every now and then. Uh, Andy's the office manager. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, it's been that way for a while now. Have you got Pam's the- having a second baby? Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a point in the series, and I love The Office, one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I still haven't finished watching it. Yeah. After there's one particular moment, I think it was in season eight, maybe, or seven. When, when, when was it that Andy uh, took over? Spoiler alert. I don't know. I don't know. So whatever season that was, yeah. uh, there's one point where he bounced, he left. Spoiler alert. Right. And he's gone for a little while. Yeah. And then when he came back, that was the, the day he came back was the episode I stopped at. Because I wasn't really feeling uh, the show. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm fine with it uh, after and, all this time because I don't have to sort of wait around for it, right? And to this day, yeah, I've stayed away from everything that you has to do with it. I have no idea how no. The Office ends. Well, when it ends, I'll spoil it for you. Don't worry. No, please don't do that. I will. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Melora uh, Harden, yeah, uh, Jan on Dancing, uh, Jan on The Office on Dancing with the Stars, and I guess what happened is that um, Artem, who's her dance partner, they got like heated during rehearsals 
and sort of started going at each other. And it all worked out fine, but mm. was like they don't show a lot of this stuff on dancing, do they? No, no, where they're actually she like. She turned into Jan yelling at Michael? Well, I'm not going to say she didn't, but, you know, listen for yourself. Try to stay on time, not making it look pretty right now. It is going to semifinal, so I'm not going to be holding back. You only have a few days. I understand, but you don't have to be stressed in me just because you're stressed about the time. He was frustrated by me, makes me feel upset just want to make sure you understand what what we're up against that we're up against some stress here like i'm up against some stress you were being cold yeah because i needed to get done the only way to match you when you're being like that is to be like that okay cool there's gonna be places where you kind of don't click we're still learning about each other but when i get silent artem i'm in fear and i'm gonna disappoint everybody that's what happens to me. It's like you're pissed off about the dance, you're pissed off about how I'm learning the dance, you're pissed off about the time, you're pissed, and it's like, okay, it's a great way to start rehearsal. Yo, that is right? Jan yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I back her though. I'm, I'm, I'm with her on this. This is Jan and Michael arguing at the during the dinner party episode. Yes, yes. Uh, damn it, Maury talked to uh, Melora afterwards no. because I don't know how soon. That was a couple of days ago they had filmed that part, right? And then the show was last night. Yeah. So wondering... But also the music that they played in the background didn't help the situation well, I mean, it's at all, It's a beautiful right? edit, right? Gotta, Why have a fight like that without giving it a slick edit, you right? Gotta, Come you on. amp it up. Uh, so this is uh, Damn It, Maury with uh, Melora after the fact. Melora, it's so good to see you again. We first have to start off with discussing that Royal Rumble during your rehearsals. <laughs> How real was that? And was that important for us to see as viewers at home? I think it's really important for people to see that real relationships require negotiating and compromise. And life is not, is not just like gumballs and rainbows all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's real life. And this is real life. And Dancing with the Stars is like all consuming when you're doing it. Um, you're eating, drinking, sleeping it, and you're with your partner in the most intense way, doing something you've never done, learning stuff under heightened amount of pressure. So yes, I think it is important for people to see that at home, to see that this is, you know, it's a reality show, but it's also real life. And personally, because I'm an actor, I'm committed to the truth. You know, a lot of people think that good actors are good liars, but actually good actors are great truth tellers. Oh. That's what that's what good acting is. Good oh. acting is truth telling. There you go. Jan from the, right? from the office. Just great. Facts. How's she doing on the show? Is she doing okay? Well, yeah. She's a good right? dancer. Yeah. Well, look at that. Who knew? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, do you see uh, Lance Bass on one of those ancestry shows? No. Okay, yeah. So, you know, they take a celebrity and then they do like the whole family lineage and everything else, right? Oh, God, who's he related to? Well, exactly, exactly. Is going to be something so, weird? So I'll play, I'll, play this, uh, uh, I'll play this for you. But they do it as a, is it going to be A? Is it going to be B? Is it going to be C? And then they make the, and then they make the person, uh, they make the person guess too, right? Um, and so Lance is there with his uh, husband, Michael. Mm. Okay. And they're doing the show and they give him three really, really cool options of people that he could be related to. And when we say related on these shows, like yeah. it is 
far, 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 like far way, 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 distant way, sort of way, cousins. Way up that family tree. No, and nobody would ever consider them to be family, right? Oh, okay. Unless they're famous. Right. So uh, here's Lance Bass finding out uh, which famous relative he has. Which unexpected distant relative oh. is part of Lance's musical family tree? A, Faith Hill. B, Britney Spears. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Or C, Elvis Presley. Oh, those are three good ones. Wait, so that Elvis. means I'm related to one of these? Why would they put Yes. Elvis in there, right? Take your markers and your cards and write in your guess. They, they make the quiz. Really they make pretty, the guess. But there's no way. Okay, it's got to okay, be Elvis. On the count of three, I want you to turn over your cards. One, two, three. Elvis? I put Britney. Yeah, it's got to so, I hope it's that's Britney. too good to be true. And the answer is. B, Britney Spears! Are no! you kidding me? Listen. Britney is your sixth cousin once removed. Boom! Oh. Okay. This is the, look, I wanted to be related to the queen. Well, now I'm related to the queen of pop. This is so cool. I don't even know how what a sixth cousin once removed is. Like I don't even know how that I don't even know how that works. I don't know a lot about like sixth cousin is it genealogy. Is that what it yeah. is? Genealogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know a lot about this stuff at all. So sixth cousin, once removed. So that would have to be, um, not. No, but it has to be blood related. Because to me, this just seems like they go as far to find every celebrity a celebrity that they're related to. It's like it's like 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Like mm. if you keep looking, you're eventually going to find I guess somebody, but like how do you even begin to look for that? Like what just, does once removed mean? I don't like even they, know what that. I don't know what that means. Like, like no they idea. were and no longer are and now they're back again? No, once removed no, is once removed are cuz or or is when you're separated by generations is essentially what it means. Oh. Okay, I still don't understand what that means. So he's, <laughs> so he's not really related to No, him. he is. He is through like when you start like tracking. Like can he collect on past gifts? No, no, no it's not, not. No, no. Like, But they, but it just goes to show you. Like I think that if you go and like search far enough, maybe you can find it for just about anybody. Do you think? Like a, a okay. So it'd have to be like an aunt, right? Like maybe his great grandmother's sister who had right. a kid that kid had a kid had a kid had a kid had a kid i guess that was then married to someone who then ended up having a kid and then related to britney maybe so, i don't know okay so put it this put it this way yeah um your cousin's kid yeah right that kid is your first cousin's kid once removed okay i'm because that would be your cousin. second cousin no no, that no, be because your you're cousin? separated by the generation. The kid is separated by generation. Oh, so sixth cousin oh. once removed. Jesus. Um, Are the you great thing is with famous? These, the great, the great, the great thing with these things is that you know he can actually reach out to Britney. Right? Oh, it would be yeah. torture for somebody like Maury. Like if if Maury did this and found out that he was. I don't know. Give me a name of somebody. Zach Efron's sixth cousin once removed. Wow. Well, first imagine. of all, that would ru ruin that fantasy. <laughs> you can't do anything. <laughs> You'll never be able to do anything. More. No, but there was a chance before. There now was you just never ruined a chance. It. There was never a chance. Dog, you're married, man. I know. No, I know. <laughs> but aside from that, now I can't because we're blood relatives. Right. No, well, aside from that, yeah, you're married. Yeah. You already got like one husband once removed. <laughs> 
about to be removed, I should have said. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Well, it's about that time, sir. Uh, hey, Mocha. Uh-huh. You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, this is an incredible clip here. Um, the prime minister everybody loves. I don't mean Trudeau with the good hair. Uh, but uh, Prime Minister of uh, New Zealand, uh, Jacinta Ardern, was doing a sort of Facebook Live meeting. And um, during her Facebook Live meeting, I guess like her daughter, her little kid, mm-hmm. like got out of her bed and like walked in. And then Jacinta's got to like, during the Facebook Live, like sort of coax her back into bed. Yeah. It's adorable. Listen to this. But you'll see that greatest certainty for business. You're meant to be in bed, darling. It's bedtime, darling. Pop back to bed. I'll come and see you in a second. Aww. I'll come and see you in a minute, okay? Oh. Sorry, everybody. Oh. <laughs> oh, you get a pass. Don't worry. Yeah, Nanny will take you down to bed. Thanks, Nana. Well, that was a bedtime fail, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's so come cute, on. though. Come on, yeah. And those are always the video. People love watching somebody on Zoom when the kid interrupts, right? Yeah, completely. That was the great thing about the beginning of COVID was you just had, like, so many of these moments. Who was that like, one? Uh, Remember there was a... Well, there was that one was guy. journalist in the UK. Was he a journalist or he was uh, part of Parliament or something? And his kid kept coming in and the nanny had to, like, try to... No, it was the wife that came in. The oh, wife, the wife, the, the right, wife right, came right. in and grabbed the kid. Like the kid came in, wasn't he? Like stomping around and stuff like yeah. this, and like goofing and making faces behind his dad. And then yeah. the wife tried to um, <laughs> she, hide from the camera. Yes, and she like crawl yes, on the ground or something. Yes, yes, tried yes. to bend down. I know we love those oh, things. Yeah, though. nanny will take you down to bed. Aww. Thanks, nana. Well, that was a bedtime fail, wasn't <laughs> it? Oh, that's so cute, though. I love it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The artist formerly known as Kanye West. Oh, that's now, right. Yeah, it's just yee. It's just yay. Yay. Sorry, uh, yay. Is making headlines because uh, he's on a podcast that dropped last night mm-hmm. called Drink Champs mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. hip-hop artist Nori and his co-host DJ EFN out of Miami. And these guys are known. I listen to their podcast. They're known for having, like, some of the biggest names in hip-hop right. stop by. And they do, like, two, three, sometimes four hours where they just talk about, like, career life everything right news all sorts of stuff and they got yay it's just over two hours it's a lot i listened to i was only able to listen to an hour and 37 minutes not because i didn't want to listen to the full two hours Mm -hmm. i just couldn't get through (laughs) listening to everything because yay is there's so much going on with him, and there's only so much I could take. There's parts of the podcast where I'm so into what he's saying because I like hearing the music stuff, the music yes, news, yes. like the music history, and his thoughts on like his work um, because of his his storied career. But then there are other things that he starts getting into where it takes him a while to get to a point, right? Yeah. Sometimes, like he'll he'll get you there, but it's. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't know. Like, we have a lot. Uh, he brings up in the, the hour and 37 that I listened to, he brought up Drake's name like three times. Yeah. Um, so let's I, go. With, let's, let's hear his thoughts on Drake. Whether they're still fighting, whether they hate each other. What's going on? He's going to set, set it up like war. You like know what I'm saying? Like when, and yeah, when right. people went to go get Hitler, they didn't go straight for Hitler. They set up fake tanks. They set right. this and this. So he's going to do stuff like... So what he's referencing here is the back and forth dissing. 
right, right. between Drake and Kanye and how Drake strategizes what he's going <laughs> to say on a record targeted at Kanye West. Right. Live five blocks down the street from you. DM every crap through the light switch. That, that, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. what you told me? He's going to like go and, you know, DM every single girl in your family, every single girl around <laughs> your family, everybody, every, all your Girl, da, 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 da. he's gonna really? so, so it becomes like so you already got that. It's like away games and home games and stuff like and wow. football and, and this is professional rap. Right. This is the first time we in a place of like professional rap. So mm -hmm. all that's there. So if he throws out a bar right here, it might be a bar mm -hmm. only like what 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 Pac said, you and I know what's going on. Right. right. But it's all psychological, right? So it's like what pen, what button is someone gonna hit? Yeah, I, you know what? You know what it is? I got the perfect. I never thought about this tonight. Okay. You know what? Uh, I bit his ear. I bit his ear. You know what I'm saying? Like Tyson bit. Like yeah, Mike exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't the see what of they ain't see what Holyfield was doing. Right. They ain't see what he was doing. Tyson like telling the refs like, "Yo, you ain't see this? You ain't see this?" He's like, "Tyson, I'm gonna take this in my own hands." <laughs> so he's comparing wow. okay. his beef with Drake to Tyson and Holyfield back in the day. Right. And, but you see what I'm saying, where he's like going People, into a story, but then he kind of diverts, right? Kanye is just at the level where people just don't have the stones enough to say, dude, you have to clarify what you're talking about. Uh, this is Kanye West talking to the uh, Drink Champs podcast. And again, really like getting into a lot of the him versus Drake situation. And how he feels Drake disrespects him a lot. I had this conversation where Drake is like, you know, I never f him. But I was like, but you acted like you did. You got bars that's like hidden heels, give your wife the chills. You doing all kind of, it's like somebody throwing a marble and hiding their hand or something like that. It's like you had all that's disrespectful. Y'all actually had this conversation. Oh, we had this conversation. And this is all, and to the point where Kim be like, I don't listen to this no more. This acting like he f and like we ain't never really like we we never really had that conversation like, oh i never him right no but what about all the did you ever dm her did you ever you know what i'm saying everything else around it you know because it ain't about just the actual act of it you know the act the anticipation of something is the is what we live in now is the shortest moment of our life yeah. now the now that was just there is just gone now you know what i'm saying so you could be sitting there like did he did he not? That's worse than if you. I would rather you did, and I just actually <laughs> had to just deal. To deal yeah, with deal with the right. finality because right. my mind, I'm like a Xerox printer. I, you know, I'm Christian. But I'll tell you something. Okay. I, I talked to a healer. See what I'm saying, said, though? I'm it's, it's, but it's just, it's just Kanye. It's just you gotta disloyalty. rein him in. Jealousy. So, so it actually that, was a problem because that's what we heard. We yeah, heard I, that. absolutely. I was jealous. What do you mean? I'm a human being, and people try to tell you what to say and press and what to feel. Like you don't feel that. If you was in my situation yeah. and you riding. No, no. This is the other thing. Sicko mode. They would play it at the kids' party. So I'd have to bring my kids to a party with this man threatening my life on a song. <laughs> Welcome to Calabasas. And then they wonder why you end up, you know, in the hospital. There's, it, it has to be some type of respect. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting, though. Like, he gets you there, you know. Um, I will say, when talking, like, referencing Drake, yeah. he does, like, big him up a lot and says sure. that he listens to the music. He thinks Drake is brilliant. He likes some of the songs that uh, that he's put out. Hmm. 
he enjoyed certified lover boy. Hmm. I guess you can have both. You can have both. You can. Kanye is a lot of things, but I, I think that the one thing is, is he seems to be, and, and I have no reason to believe that he's not, but he seems to be very supportive. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like I, I always get that sense from Kanye that as erratic as he is at times, he is a very supportive artist where even if he has a problem with you, he will acknowledge your talent. He will acknowledge your contribution. He will acknowledge the changes you've made. He will acknowledge your huge place in a world that he's also trying to dominate. Yeah. And that's a rare thing with artists, especially in hip hop. And he he says that a lot. Like he's like, yeah. I understand why Drake is the way Drake is, yeah. and Drake definitely changed the game when he first came out, and here are the reasons why, and yeah. here's exactly how he did it, and he's a genius for it, and this yeah, and this yeah, and yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. It's a lot. It's a lot of Kanye. <laughs> or sorry, it's a lot of yay yeah. in this podcast. It's <laughs> sure. two plus hours. Uh, shout out to the Drink Champs podcast for getting him, but uh, if you're a Kanye fan, you're going to get a little bit of what it is you're looking for, but then you're going to get a lot of extra stuff yeah, sure. that you're not expecting. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. People are having a real hard time with wrapping their head around Pete Davidson uh, and how he's managing to date some of the women that he has dated. Mm -hmm. uh, so Emily Ratajkowski was on with Seth Meyers and she sort of broke it down for people uh, who may not understand the allure of Pete Davidson. Listen she to this. She never dated him, though. Before, no, right? no, she, no, no. Uh, she just did a fashion thing with him. Oh, right? okay. Gotcha, so, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Be honest. When you show up and there's someone with maybe a little bit less of a pedigree, you know, the guy who's there to be like the not a model in the model shoe. Are you yeah. up for a minute or are you like, all right, let's see what you got, Davidson? <laughs> I think you're being a little mean. I think I he, don't, I'm he's, only he's got the height. He is a tall obviously, guy. Obviously, women find him very attractive. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> so, you, did you hear he's got a show on Tubi right That now? I did. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I'm like, how's that guy a model? Yeah, yeah. I feel like only other men feel that way. Like, yeah. Guys are like, wow, what's that guy got? And I'm like, I mean, he seems super charming. He's yeah. vulnerable. He's yeah. lovely. Great. His fingernail polish is awesome. Like, he looks good. <laughs> there you go. He's great. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. I'm sold. I'm going to have him back on. Good relationship um, with his mother. Yeah, great know. relationship with his mother. We love just a, a sweetheart. Somebody said to me years ago, years ago, uh, the, the quote was, anybody who doesn't understand why women find Mick Jagger attractive knows nothing about women. And I think it's the same sort of thing with Pete Davidson because she's right. The people who don't get the Pete Davidson thing mm -hmm. are guys. It's dudes. It's so not women. women. Understand? Yeah, you think Pete Davidson's hot, Deepa? No? No. Oh. oh, well, you can... Not well, you, at all. Not at all? Not Do you understand why... Nothing it, attractive about him? Okay, I think personality-wise, yes, he's hilarious. You don't but, find him, like, sexy, though. You don't think Pete Davidson's like sexy? Kim Kardashian, no. like, he was at one time Ariana going Grande. to get married to Ariana Grande. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, who is he with again? Um, who is the actress model? Beckinsale. Oh, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Oh, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You don't find right him attractive, though, huh? No, I don't. No? I don't get it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what is it, Maury? Maury, you'd like him, eh, Maury? Yeah, Maury finds it very attractive. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, Maury, come in here for a second. I want you to tell me which big gay wedding you would rather go to. Okay, so uh, big gay wedding number one. God, I would love to go to this one. Uh, so Kristen Stewart 
uh, announced that she was engaged. And when she was doing the interview with Howard Stern, she said that she what she wanted to wear, she wanted to wear um, old school Levi's and one of those T-shirts with a tuxedo print on the front of the T-shirt. That's okay, Studo. And then she said she also wanted to have Guy Fieri um, perform the ceremony because who knew Guy Fieri actually does a lot of gay weddings. I didn't he, even know that. He oh, offici- yeah? yeah, he officiates a lot of gay weddings. People hate on Guy Fieri. If you actually like just do some research and realize all the wonderful things Guy Fieri has done for people... It will change. I've never seen somebody so misjudged than Guy Fieri. And the only reason they hate him is because of his hair. Yeah. Right. And what he's done for the uh, fire flame shirt industry. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Incredible. Incredible. Right. He's a job creator, change maker. Uh, So anyway, so uh, Kristen Stewart then was doing an interview with the Today Show yesterday uh, talking to uh, uh, Hoda when they sprung this on her. I think you said recently that it would be kind of cool if Guy Fieri maybe (laughs) officiated your wedding. Well, we decided we were just going to check in with him to see what he had to think about. Take take a peek. Take a peek. Hey, Christian, Guy Fieri here, and I've heard through the Flavortown grapevine that you are looking for a sweet, spiky-haired officiant for your wedding. I'm all in. Oh. All in. <laughs> is that, that I do? A, was that a real offer, or was that... <laughs> I know, is he joking? No, I think you know, he means it. I wonder if yours was a real offer. Do you really want him? Absolutely. <gasps> I love it. Oh, my God. Okay, wow. so, yeah, so you may have Guy Fieri at yeah. Kristen Stewart's wedding. Welcome okay. to Flavortown. Welcome to Flavortown. So Cal Penn the other day... Goes on Twitter and says this. Cardi B was on my flight to L.A. I fell asleep and had a dream that she officiated our wedding on the plane and the three of us walked out of LAX holding hands. Then Cardi tweets, first, why didn't you say hi? Second, I'm licensed to do that. So let me know. Cal replied, you're the best. Was going to say hi, but didn't want to be disrespectful. Your do not disturb light was on. But holy S, let's do it. We're down if you're down. And then Cardi wrote, I'm down. I'll get my suit. That one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to that one. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So you're going going to loud ass Cardi B officiating (laughs) the wedding. wedding. That's the party. Yeah. Could you imagine if they both did? on the same day? What a scandal. Oh, right? it's a disrespect. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has been trending all weekend because over the weekend um, there was a big charity event called the uh, uh, LACMA. I don't know what that stands for. It was an art and film gala. Mm-hmm. And there's a fantastic video of Jeff Bezos and his uh, girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, showing up on the red carpet. And she is holding Jeff Bezos' hand, but she sort of like does this sort of half hug with Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. And even though she's holding Jeff Bezos' hand, the way she looks at Leonardo DiCaprio oh. while she's holding the hand Mesmerized. of the richest man in the world, mesmer. It's like yeah. Bezos doesn't even exist no. at that point. If Leo said to her, Oh, baby, let's go. Yeah. She'd leave Bezos in a second. Of course. But at that point is when everybody starts pointing out that Leonardo DiCaprio is 46 years old, has never dated a woman over 25. All facts. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's, it's LACMA. It's the L.A. County Museum of Art. Thank you. Um, yeah, so he's never dated anybody over 25 before. 
like, sorry. <laughs> no, I but know. watch the video if you get I a chance. I know, girl. I know. If you're, if you're I'll on, give you the feels. If you're, but... on, if you're on Twitter, just click on Leonardo DiCaprio. You got to watch this clip. It's like four seconds. But I I've, like the way she, oh my God, it's so like. She's just in awe. It's, she's in awe <laughs> of Leonardo DiCaprio. Like if you want to, if you want to get a visual yeah. of what. Like falling in love in an instant oh. looks like. It's that clip right there. It's incredible. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it before. <laughs> the, the, the power. <laughs> yeah. uh, Still got it. You know, you put in all those hours to become the world's richest man, the richest man the world has ever known. Yeah, just to then- get clowned in four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Go back to space in your wiener <laughs> in your in your wiener spaceship, bro. <laughs> Clown. That's how far you got to go to get away from the embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> What's your girl doing on Earth yeah. while you're up th- while, while you're up there for eleven minutes? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Damn, son, you got clowned so hard. Look in front of you too. Oh. You got to stand there. You got to take it. <laughs> so great. So oh. great. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Jeff Bezos uh, has responded to the now famous uh, footage from over the weekend where Bezos showed up to a big event with his uh, uh, girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, I think is her name. And there's a moment where she's on the red carpet holding Jeff Bezos' hand where she meets Leonardo DiCaprio. And her eyes, like the way she stares at Leonardo DiCaprio is like... Oh, you shouldn't look at somebody like that while you're holding your partner's hand, right? Not at all. Like just madly, madly in love. She's looking at him. She was looking at Leo, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. As if she placed an Amazon Prime order at 8 a.m. and it showed up at 3 p.m. same day. Just in awe. Yeah. And he was in the box. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, like totally wildly. <laughs> she in, fell in, in love, love in that moment. Yeah. And so Bezos <laughs> finally responded and he put up a picture of himself uh, sort of off the side of the road. And he's standing behind a sign that just reads uh, danger, steep cliff, fatal drop. And then he captioned it with Leo, come over here. I want to show you something. What a nerd. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> the Caprio will kick your ass so hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, even. I don't even. You have to laugh at that point, right? Like, as you, ha- you have to. Like, you can't. Like, there's no. Like, he had to respond. He had to say something, otherwise. Like, I mean, he still looks like a chump. I know. Right? But you would look like an even bigger chump had you not responded to. And it that. bothers him too. Exactly. Huh? At, at <laughs> least, at least uh, now you can sort of make it look like you're in on the joke, yeah. right? But it's not. Uh-huh, got me. Yeah, yeah. Because because his girlfriend didn't post anything, right? It's yeah, like, no. it's, it's he posted. Yeah. He posted stuff. He's probably like, so babe, you, you gonna not, you gonna, <laughs> you gonna like, why haven't you liked my tweet yet? Why yeah. haven't you liked my tweet? Yeah. Can I, can I at least get a retweet? <laughs> why haven't you liked my tweet? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, that interview that he did over the weekend, uh, Aaron Rodgers, of course, uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback, they lost 
yesterday 13-7 without Aaron Rodgers playing. He came down with COVID. Uh, and now he's being accused of lying because all those months ago when they asked if he was vaccinated, and he says, yes, I've been immunized. But I guess what he meant was that he had COVID and had natural immunity to COVID. And then so that all happened. Uh, but now everybody's trying to turn this into a political issue. And this is Aaron Rodgers' opinion on that. The right or whatever is going to champion me and the left is going to cancel me. And I'm, I don't give a shit about either of them. Politics is a total sham. I'm not going to go on Fox News like I wouldn't go on CNN. I have zero desire to do any of that. The only desire I have is to empower people to take autonomy over their body in all forms and facets. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, not happy about uh, Aaron Rodgers at all, accusing him of just flat out lying. I'd give Aaron Rodgers some advice. It would have been nice if he'd have just come to the Naval Academy and learned how to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> learned, learned not to lie because that's what you did, Aaron. You lied to everyone. I understand immunized. What you were doing was taking stuff that would keep you from getting COVID-19. You got COVID-19. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry, folks. That's what it is. Wow. We are a divided nation politically. We're a divided nation on the COVID-19, whether or not to take the vaccine. And unfortunately, we've got players that pretty much think only about themselves. And I'm extremely disappointed in the actions of Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Um, God. Um, but the NFL has no COVID mandate. Mm-hmm. Right? I understand you accusing Aaron Rodgers of lying if the NFL had a COVID, had, had a vaccine mandate. The NFL all, doesn't have a vaccine I mandate. All sports did. No, I NFL not. doesn't. Huh. NFL doesn't even have a vaccine mandate for its fans. Oh, really? No. Oh, damn. No. Uh, but yeah. it should be stated that um, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have been able to lie to the Packers organization because different players, the vaccinated and unvaccinated players, have to go through certain protocols. So his teammates in the organization knew that he wasn't vaccinated. Everybody knew he wasn't vaccinated. Well, he didn't. not well, not the not not the general public. But right? but he has no. But he has he's he doesn't have to tell the general public. No doubt about that. But I'm just saying. I think I think when he was asked the the original question, "Are you vaccinated?" He goes, "Yeah." I'm immunized. I'm immunized. Right. Right. But he's kind of he's kind of mincing words. Right. He's kind of yeah, he's kind but, of playing around. With but it. he does it. He told the people who needed to know. Sure. Yeah. Right. No, I, 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 he didn't lie to the organization. No, that's what I'm saying. He didn't right? lie. He, did to, lie. he didn't he lie could. to his teammates. Right. 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 Because he, they all have to go through different protocols. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Sure. Right. And so when you're vaccinated in the in the NFL, like if you're unvaccinated and get COVID, it's mandatory ten days. Mm-hmm. If you are vaccinated and get COVID, you can't play, but you can you can play after two negative tests twenty four hours apart, which mm-hmm. very well could be ten days as well. Sure. So basically, there's no difference between the way you treat a vaccinated player with COVID and an unvaccinated player with COVID. So I don't know what the problem with all of this is. I saw last week, don't laugh, because I'm going to talk wrestling. Yes. The WWE cut a ton of people from their roster. And the rumor is that the people that they cut weren't vaccinated and they have a vaccine mandate within the organization. Right. Jeez, anybody big? Because you're, you're starting to see now, because I read an article over the weekend that said Emilio Estevez wasn't going to return for the new Mighty Ducks series because they want him to get vaccinated. Oh, really? Yeah. And people love that show. Yeah. 
Yeah. On Disney. Yeah. So he's not he's not coming back for that because of the vaccination protocols. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. With the wrestlers, nobody that you would. Nobody. Nobody that you no. would know. No champs or anything like that, right? Uh, no, no, no. 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 Okay. All the just nobody. like jabronis. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody that you would know. Jobbers. You, uh, there no. was one guy who was like, who was like one of my favorites to like climb to superstardom. His yeah. name's uh, Keith Lee. Right. But I don't know if he got axed because of vaccine or. Just his performance, like he wasn't right. like catching with the fans right. as much. Right, right, yeah, it's weird. They don't, they don't consider natural. They don't consider having been, ha- like having the an- the natural antibodies as anything in North mm-hmm. America. They do in other parts of the world, mm-hmm. right? But I know then they don't recognize it. I know in Pennsylvania they let nurses who are unvaccinated. You have they get tested for antibodies every I think thirty days or something like that. Oh wow! And if they have them, you can work oh. because they didn't want a huge shortage because of like of if course. you get half the nurses walk out, then you're screwed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a shame about the wrestlers, man. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's affecting you too now. <laughs> Finally, COVID affects yeah. Mocha. Finally, <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Big Bird tweeting about the vaccine. Big Bird Uh-oh. said, I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. Uh, my wing is feeling a little sore, oh. uh, but I'll give my body an ex- but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. He said, uh, I've been getting vaccines since I was a little bird. I had no idea. There you go. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So what is the metaverse? We know Mark Zuckerberg has changed the corporate name of Facebook to Meta, mm-hmm. and he keeps talking about the Metaverse as mm-hmm. if we're all supposed to know what the Metaverse was. The whole thing was very confusing. Um, so the Washington something or other poster, I don't know, did a whole the thing. Washington Meta, yeah, the Meta Washington Meta Yeah, the Washington. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the way that they break it down is this. Tech giants and video game companies, including Microsoft, uh, Niv- NVIDIA, uh, and Meta, which is formerly Facebook, are yeah. different. Developing hardware and software for the metaverse, which is, quote, an extensive online world you'll be able to access via your phone, computers, and virtual reality headsets. People will be able to do almost anything in the metaverse. You'll be able to attend concerts. Um, You'll be able to participate in your work meetings. You'll be able to watch UFC fights from any perspective, including the fighter's perspective. What? How meta? They describe the metaverse as an extensive place where people and their avatars can work, shop, attend classes, and even walk on the moon. This is too weird, man. Right? All I think of when I, when I see somebody saying all of this stuff, right? Don't say it, man. No, 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 no. What? First of all, it's, it's very much like Ready Player One. Where oh, you hate okay, the world yeah. we live in, and then you go off into a junkyard and you become this god in another world when you put the VR head goggles on. Yeah, but then all, in real life you're a freaking loser. Exactly. All I think about in this situation, right, when it, when it's the metaverse and like the cool tech and being able to go anywhere in the world and concerts and and everything else, I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe somebody would do this. Maybe people would do this. And then I just think of what it would be like, the reaction I would get. If I walked into the living room one day with a giant headset and handed it to Catherine and said, here, try this. It's real cool. You'll love it. <laughs> That's where the metaverse ends, right? That's yeah. where the metaverse ends. Yeah. Right? No, I don't, thanks, loser. Yeah. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's 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 where it ends. People are not going to do that. They're not going to do that. It's just like this is Google Glass. 
Oh, fun. remember when they said everybody was going to be wearing Google Glass? We were all going to have these cool eyeglasses yeah. where we could see our phone screens and like all this other like real cool what it stuff. Like. We all look like idiots. Thank you. Right? You know who's going to wear VR goggles and be comfortable in them? The people who already do. Yeah. And those are the people that are going to populate the metaverse. Yeah. Do you want to go there? No, thanks. No, thank you. You're a loser out here. You'll be a loser <laughs> in there, too. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. And how- There's only so much space you can occupy exactly, being a loser. Exactly. And how long before the metaverse turns filthy? You know what I mean? <laughs> Hours. Right, hours. Yeah. After launch. Gonna be, exactly. People are going to soil that metaverse yeah. so fast. Yeah. They go, what's up, so metaverse? F you. Exactly. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so um, Post Malone replaced Travis Scott at the uh, Las Vegas uh, Day in Vegas Festival. Mm. Um, when Travis Scott obviously uh, pulled out just prior to announcing that Post Malone would be filling in, uh, they said... Um, uh, Travis Scott will no longer perform at uh, Day in Vegas. And then they go on to say the security and safety of all attending Day in Vegas has been and always will be a top priority in our festival planning. So even though Travis Scott's not there, they're in their statement that he's not there. They talk about how beefed up the security is and how they want everybody yeah. to be safe. People they say, are worried now, right? Yeah, they say they continue to work hand in hand with uh, law enforcement, medical personnel and public safety agencies on protocols for the weekend. Please take care of yourselves and each other. Uh, look forward to seeing you in just a few days so that was uh, right before the announcement that uh, post malone was going to be taken over for travis scott uh drake has broken his silence and released a statement um he was on stage with travis scott uh in houston uh drake says i've spent the past few days trying to wrap my mind around this devastating tragedy uh, i hate resorting to this platform to express an emotion as delicate as grief but this is where i find myself my heart is broken for the families and friends of those who lost their lives uh, and for anyone who is suffering i will continue to pray for all of them and will be of service in any way I can. May God be with you all. So that is the statement from Drake. Um, and Kanye calling out Drake yesterday, but calling out Drake to sort of mend fences. So Kanye was standing next to who's Jay Prince. Why do I not know who that guy is? Jay Prince. He's the uh, owner of a record label and also quite influential tied to like little wayne and drake and right. the whole cash money kind of empire so we'll get into that in a second but i want to play the clip so uh this is kanye reading a note off his phone to drake where he's asking drake to end the feud to help get uh larry hoover out of prison this is kanye this is jay and jay prince i'm making this video to address the ongoing back and forth between myself and drake uh both me and drake have taken shots at each other and it's time to put it to rest. I'm asking Drake on December 7th to join me on stage as a special guest to share the two biggest hours of the year live in Los Angeles with the ultimate purpose being to free Larry Hoover. I believe this event will not only bring awareness to our cause, but prove to people everywhere how much more we can accomplish when we lay our pride to the side and come together. Beautiful. So uh, for anybody who's wondering, uh, Larry Hoover, sort of Chicago legend, um, he was the co-founder of the Gangster Disciples and was found guilty of murder in 1973 and was sentenced to prison uh, where apparently um, he received six additional life sentences while in the joint after being convicted on multiple charges of gang activity while in prison. So he was being accused of still running things on the streets from the joint. Uh, 
Kanye has previously advocated for Larry Hoover's release. He met with uh, Donald Trump in 2018 to make his case then, was unsuccessful. Uh, Hoover's son, Larry Hoover Jr., appears on Donda uh, on the record where he details the effects of uh, his father's incarceration. So Larry Hoover, I think he's doing like 200 years. Something like that. Uh, But he's in like... He's in this. He's in the supermax in Colorado. Man, he ain't getting out. Like he is in the same prison with Timothy McVeigh, uh, the Unabomber, and the first guy who bombed the World Trade Center with the truck in the garage. Right? Like he's in supermax. Like yeah, he's not he's, getting out. No. Also, don't ask Drake. Don't put Drake on the spot. Where then he's got to then go advocate for your, like, your guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm sure Dre, I'm sure that there's a list of things that Drake would maybe get on stage with Kanye to sort of like bury the hatchet, hatchet. But not but with this. Not with this. It's like number one on the list, puppies, right? Yeah. Number two oh, on the absolutely. list, booty. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Come together for those two things. You can't right. ask somebody, a Drake who was on stage when eight people died at a concert. Yeah. And also, to I come help tell you, you right get now, a guy doing time for murder Drake, at a prison. Drake is not getting on stage in December no. with Kanye. No. There's no way that that's happening. No. And I don't know if you saw the post, but like the replies, how many people were saying it looked like a hostage video. That video was weird looking. Right? Right. Because, I mean, he's never, I don't think he's ever been convicted, but there are, you know, rumors out in the streets about this Jay Prince guy. He's like, he's like a Suge Knight in that yeah. record industry. Yeah. Right? He's like Candyman. Like, you know, you don't say Candyman a certain number of times. Yeah. That's the guy, huh? That's the guy. Yeah. Drake's going to go hang out with those guys. Yeah, no. Drake, you I think mean, so, he's given well, he's he's props to, to, to Jay Prince before, um, you know, that, that kind of like, you know, thank you for, for, you know, your guidance throughout my, my career type of thing. But yeah. in this particular situation, with what Kanye is asking for, I don't think Drake is going to show up. No. Also, Jay Prince was very heavily involved in the Drake Meek Mill beef and prevented it from really escalating to something worse. So very influential. Right. Wow. Look at that. I had no idea. Learn something, right? Yeah. I learned something on our show you today. To spend more time in the streets. <laughs> is that was is that my problem? Yeah. Not enough time on the streets. Not enough time. Yeah, too much time in the sheets. That's why. <laughs> hey yo. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the family of the nine-year-old boy who was trampled during uh, Travis Scott's Astro World Festival uh, have retained uh, attorney Benjamin Crump to represent them in the lawsuit against Travis uh, Ezra Blount. Uh, the youngest victim is currently in hospital. Uh, they say fighting for his life still. He was, quote, trampled and catastrophically injured. Uh, um, and uh, he was up on his father's shoulders. Uh, this is his dad, uh, Treston, talking to the Today Show yesterday. That's when the barricades, you know, got kicked in and just, they were just rushing. So at about seven o'clock we go there and we're right up front, like right, right in front, like the stage is 10 feet from us, right in the middle. And I told my son, I didn't feel comfortable right there. I said, if anything happens, we need a way to get out. I was seeing people getting crowd surfed and they weren't moving. He was down there with his uh, shirt ripped open and his face was already blue at that time and they were doing compressions on him. Just kind of frantically yelling at that point to stop the show or radio for help because somebody was down here and it was clear, clear, clearly he was dying. Oh my um, God. So what happened was is that he, the dad passed out 
during this. And then the kid, I guess, fell off his shoulders. And when he regained consciousness, um, the kid was nowhere to be found. And then they located him later at a Texas children's hospital. Um, after he was taken there. And uh, the litigation uh, names Travis Scott, Live Nation, uh, Cactus Jack Records, uh, Scoremore Management, and others as uh, defendants. Uh, and then more anger now as it was revealed that after that show, even after all the ambulances and everything else and mm-hmm. still stopping the show um, early, uh, that Travis Scott and Drake went to the still held their after party at uh, Dave & Buster's. Uh, no. Um, in Houston, I think it was a Dave and Buster's um, in uh, in in Houston. Uh, however, somebody close to uh, them told TMZ that Travis didn't know the severity of the situation when he arrived at the party. Uh, they go on to say, as far as the timing goes, this remains consistent with the fact that no one, including the police, had publicly confirmed the gravity of the events that had taken place. Mm. So uh, I guess right now there are 68 lawsuits. Wow. I think that that's the I think that that's the current number right now 68. Um I saw yesterday that the organizers of the festival said that they would give they would issue refunds to Yeah, Travis Scott had said that they were yeah, that's that to, was to to everyone, right? Yes. All ticket holders? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, well, I think it started off as refunds for people who had tickets for the second night, yeah. and then it was just all ticket holders yeah, who, yeah. who went to the uh, who went to the show. But um, but Not you're lo- you're looking at, I mean, this could be like when it's all said and done as, uh, after the litigation and trials and everything else. You're looking at this could be in the billions. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in, which he's in is trouble. which is wild. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Will Ferrell's outfit from Elf went up for auction. They were expecting it to go for between twenty-seven and forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Did it go for like a million? No. Oh, two hundred ninety-seven grand is what somebody oh. is what somebody paid for it. Oh. Two hundred ninety-seven thousand uh, dollars. Did you see Castaway with uh, Tom Hanks? Yeah, of course. Okay, you know Wilson. Yeah. Right. The ball. The ball. The volleyball. They, they sold the volleyball too. They sold Wilson. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Okay, so Wilson with the blood. Um, yeah. With the blood face. Yeah. Not real blood, but. Oh, and then okay. he gave it hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Oh, remember how sad he was when Wilson, I like. I know, I know. Fell off got, the, yeah. the, the, the raft. I know, yeah. And then the water, Wilson! <laughs> Devastated. That's your only friend in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. And even he don't want to be with you. Yeah, yeah. Wilson was like, oh, also, I'm going to bounce. Also, when Wilson fell out of the cave, right? And oh, went down yeah. in the water. And he went looking for him in the water and couldn't find him. And they shot it from Wilson's perspective <laughs> of where you could see Wilson and Tom Hanks running around the water frantically looking for him. Okay, so what did Wilson sell for? Oh, Legendary man. character. <laughs> one of them, I would say one of the most, like, aside from, like, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, Wilson has to be up there with one of the most famous inanimate characters in a film, right? Mm-hmm. Wilson went for, I'm going to say, like, 150000 $389,000. Really? More than the elf costume. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wilson! <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Will Smith still promoting his uh, book. I uh, it's simply called Will, and I want to read you this. This is Will's thoughts on um, Tupac. Oh my God, dude! Spoiler alert. What? Because I'm really into this book. Yeah, I didn't buy it yet. Okay. They ha- I saw they have an audio 
uh, book version yeah. where Will narrates it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I'm going to buy. Mm-hmm. Let me read you this. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay. So he's talking about how he felt insecure during the early stages of his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith due to her close friendship with Tupac. He said, though they were never intimate, their love for each other is legendary. They define ride or die. In the beginning of our relationship, my mind was tortured by their connection. He was Pac and I was me. Pac was like Harry, I guess his dad. Uh, He triggered the perception of myself as a coward. He goes on to say, I hated that I wasn't what he was in the world, and I suffered a raging jealousy. He goes on to say, if she chooses me over Tupac, there was no way I could be a coward. I have rarely felt more validated. I was in a room with Tupac on multiple occasions, but I never spoke to him. The way Jada loved Pac rendered me incapable of being friends with him. I was too immature. Wow. Right? Revelation. Right? And it's so, like, people clown on Will so hard online whenever Jada says anything about Pac. Didn't she just release, like, in the summer on the anniversary of his death? Like, she brought out, like, an old letter that he wrote her from prison? Yeah. Right? Yes. Read it on her show? And then there was something else, like, just, like, two weeks ago. And then people were making, like, all these memes about Will Smith. <laughs> just, like, being second it's not, place. It's not cool, man. It's Tupac. And, like, after all these years. Bro, that's not... Uh, that's I really not, am excited for this book, though. It's yeah. called Will. It's out right now. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, let's start at the uh, UK premiere, Mocha, of the uh, House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Uh, this is uh, star-studded. It's like Adam Driver and Lady Gaga and uh, Jared Leto and I think Al Pacino and all sorts. Of, like the, the cast is just massive. And the reviews so far uh, have been pretty good. Like it's a you mean it's a, Gucci? Yeah, it's a can't be fun romp, they uh-huh. say. Um, people are loving it. it. It's been Gucci. Yes, <laughs> they've been Gucci. What does Gucci mean? Is it just a name, right? It doesn't mean anything, right? What? Is it, oh, is it like, does Gucci have a street okay. term? Absolutely. Well, okay, yeah. Explain yes. it to me then. Explain it to um, me. Gucci is everything's good. Everything's cool. Everything's everything's working out all right. Everything's yeah. Gucci. Everything's Gucci. Yeah. yeah. But it's the people's last name. Yes, but I'm talking about the streets. We're talking about the streets. We're talking about the streets. You don't know the streets. I don't know. You're not Gucci. No, look at me. I'm wearing a leather jacket. Okay. I can talk about the streets. Okay. Shem and Mocha got Malvern hats on right now. Okay. I'm wearing I'm wearing a leather jacket. Okay. I can talk about the street. I'm from the streets. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're very Gucci. <laughs> I want to start with uh, Adam Driver because the story was on this film that Lady Gaga stayed in character the entire time and spoke with that uh, Italian accent for months. Like that would throw me months. off. Months. Like as soon as the director yells "cut," then Lady Gaga is like, "I'll be in my trailer." Yeah, and you and they had to call her by her name and like everything else. Like she was what, Gucci the, or no, whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, Lady Gucci. Was, uh, no, she was. Uh, I don't remember what her name was. Uh, but so she uh, stayed in character for months. You know who else did this just oh. recently on a show that I just found out? Nicole Kidman did this on Nine Perfect Strangers. Where apparently she was in character and in that accent for the entire time they were what filming was her accent? I never watched that show, it. like Romanian or Russian or something oh, like really? something. Yeah, Eastern some, European. Some European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she stayed in character too. Uh, but this is uh, Adam Driver talking about whether or not he stayed in character while filming House of Gucci. Yeah, I put my character down, and when it's over, and I, I don't, uh, I don't really stay in character uh, while we're shooting on this one. Uh, no, no, everybody. 
I mean, the poster behind you is, uh, is six a different actors, and all, all all of them had a different way of working. You know, and there's there's no right way. So I don't uh, uh, have an opinion about how someone works, so long as uh, you know they're they're around and available. And that's what it was on on this set. Everyone everyone did it differently, and I I like it. I like. Uh, being surprised. Where's Adam Driver from? Because it sounds like he's got an accent. Yeah, no, he's very American. He was a Marine, right? Like, I oh. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds, he sounds like he had an it's accent. It's so funny with method acting because nobody ever wants to, it's rare that somebody calls out method actors for being ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. Like, didn't, who? He's from San Diego. From San Diego, yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like it. Like, uh, Shia LaBeouf, I think, stabbed himself and pulled out one of his own teeth for a role. Somebody what? else, somebody else pulled out a tooth too in like one of those old movies, and then got called out for it. But like the method acting thing, uh, Joaquin uh, Phoenix is, I think, really big into that too. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they just stay in character the whole time. Like it's super weird, right? Lady Gaga. Yeah. I'll be in my trailer yeah. having a gelato <laughs> and gabagool. That's exactly what. Oh, what is gabagool? I hear that all the time. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. I you don't know what gabagool from is? The Sopranos. But is it like an actual thing? I don't think so. No, I think it's made up. But it's like, gotta be. But like, is it a dessert? I'm gonna look it up. Because I don't know. I don't know what gabagool is. Mm, gabagool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What started off as a sort of like goof and a troll job last night on Stephen Colbert turned out to be legit. And that was um, Stephen Colbert started this bit with Paul Rudd where he, Stephen Colbert was some sort of doctor in charge of doing a test to find out just how sexy uh, somebody is. And then Paul Rudd comes in to find out if he is, in fact, sexy. Amy, please send in my 11 o'clock sexy man. Hi. Uh, excuse me, I think you have the wrong room. This is sexist man alive. Oh, no, that's what I'm here for. Confidence. That's sexy. Have a seat. <laughs> and your name is? Uh, it's Paul Rudd. Uh, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd. I don't, I don't see that. I have a Raul Pud. <laughs> okay, correcting people, not sexy. Strike again. <laughs> but no, you feel free to call me Raul Pud. That's Raul Pud. Anything is fine. Flexibility. That is sexy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then, again, this is sort of like what he's trolling is that... <clears throat> It's around the time of year where People Magazine releases their cover of The Sexiest Man Alive. Yeah. And so the goof is Paul Rudd comes in to be like, I want to be People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive because, of course, Paul Rudd would never be considered for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. But he's right. also hysterically funny. So this in itself is fun. So then they run Paul Rudd through a series of tests to find out just how sexy he can be. Age? 52. <laughs> Sense of humor, very sexy. All right, just do an oral exam. See what it looks like when you put one finger in your mouth. <laughs> and then he does it, moves his head back and forth. Can you get the whole fist in there? <laughs> <laughs> so they do like a big photo shoot and he's like using a drill and everything else. And then what was a goof turns into absolute reality when Stephen Colbert says this. Congratulations to Paul Rudd on officially, and this is true, being named 
People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive 2021. So there, there you, go. you go. And then they show the cover. And, and it's it's absolutely legit. But I think that the only way for them to announce that it was, in fact, Paul Rudd was in a way like this. Of it's where, a very Paul Rudd thing. Exactly. Or, sorry, a very Paul Rudd way to get yes. into the big announcement, right? Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. he joins people like... Um, uh, Hold on the here. Rock, Idris Elba, Michael B. Jordan from last year. Dude. Right? Mel Gibson, Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, Brad Pitt, Denzel Washington, George Clooney, uh, Brad Pitt again, uh, Johnny Depp, Matthew McConaughey, Ryan Reynolds, Bradley Cooper, Woo! Channing Tatum, The Rock, Idris Elba, John Legend, Michael B. Jordan, yeah. Paul Rudd. I know. Right? That's the best. <laughs> Asterix. <laughs> but not really. That's the best. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is clarifying his stance um, after he came out against vaccine mandates for children. Uh, he has uh, three kids. So he said in a recent interview that while he and his wife are, wife are both vaccinated, that he doesn't want to mandate the COVID-19 vaccination for his kids, which are uh, 8, 11 and 13. Um the decision has caused a lot of controversy for McConaughey, who's still talking politics and possibly running mm-hmm. for the governorship of uh, Texas. So he goes on Instagram to say this. I, I want to clarify something that has been making the rounds in the press about my answer in a New York Times interview I did the other day. When asked my opinion on the subject of children and vaccination mandates, I stated I couldn't mandate it for kids just yet. What was not clear is that I was referring specifically to kids 5 to 11 years old. Um, what is not not true and insinuated with the clickbait headlines since is that I am against vaccinations for all kids. This is false. In fact, our eldest, who is 13 years old, Levi, is fully vaccinated for COVID-19. I appreciate the ear and clarity. Just keep living McConaughey. So Mm. uh, Matthew McConaughey having to uh, clarify his stance on uh, vaccines for children. I think a lot of people feel the the exact same way McConaughey does about about kids. Um, Especially, I don't know if I'm going to rush out and get yeah if they if they have it for like our kids only four four right right. and i know the 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 lowest age right now is five right but even if he was five i don't know if i'm gonna rush out be like part of the first group to know to have him vaccinated and i don't think a lot of parents are to be honest with you i really i really don't i think the vast majority of parents feel the exact same way matthew mcconaughey does yeah the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast and now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Incredible amount of questions we got this week. Hello, Pineapple Pat. Welcome back <laughs> to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We know you submit your questions every single week. And this has got to be like the third time we've had you on the podcast? Fourth time? Yeah, how's it going, guys? I think uh, third or fourth time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. <laughs> Happy to have you. What do you want to ask? This one actually isn't from uh, for me. This one I found on Reddit that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, so what is not a bullet you dodged, but a huge tactical nuke you dodged? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Do you have a story? I have one. Uh, this was many years ago when I was, like, uh, in high school. Um, I had a pretty diverse group of friends, uh, some friends that kind of got up to no good and Anyways, one of those days, uh, they wanted to hang out, so they said that they're going to come pick me up. Uh, so I came outside. The car came up, but like it was a different car. It was not one that I've seen before, but uh, I didn't really question it at first. I thought it was probably one of their parents or something. So I hop in the car, and then after we uh, start driving, I, I start to notice. I'm like, oh, like this is a different car. Like uh, Whose car is this? And then that's when they told me that they stole it. <laughs> 
Oh. Uh, I told them, I told them, I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this at all. Like, I don't know why you guys didn't pick me up. I'm like, you guys drove me off at home or I'm getting out of the car right now. And uh, they thought I was joking, but then I, I opened up the car door and I was about to get out. And they were like, no, 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 it's okay. We'll, we'll drop you off. So they dropped me off at home. Found out the next day that they actually got uh, arrested. <laughs> oh. What? Yep. Yo, what year was this? What year was this? Oh, this was, man, I want to say like 2007, 2006. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's a good one. So you knew to get out of the car, you get out of the car, and all your buddies get arrested. Yeah, they all got arrested. They got criminal records. and. uh, Hold on. So 2006, what neighborhood was this in? (laughs) Was it like Malvern? Uh, no, this is like Mississauga. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Because okay. I know yeah. somebody in a similar situation where they were in a vehicle that got stolen. Yeah. And got picked up by the cops. Really? Yeah. And yeah. every single person in the car got arrested. Wow. Except, and like, except for that person or including that person? No, no, no. I just know. I didn't know. So you're... Oh, you thought maybe story. you guys had the same friends? Yes, correct, oh, correct, correct. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you have uh, a story like that, Rod? Uh, like of okay, that particular so, one. But... Uh, so when we talk about dodging a bullet, right? Like dodging a bullet would be uh, you decide your gut tells you to not take a job uh, and quit your current job, and so you don't take that job, and it's a good thing because that company that you might have gone to folds, and then everybody's laid off two weeks later, right? Mm. That's dodging a bullet. Uh, dodging a nuke is when. And, you know, uh, somebody very attractive tries to pick you up and you're just too tired. And so you say no. And then you go home and then find out that that person later was a serial killer. Right. Right. Like like that's dodging a nuke. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So do I have like one of those stories? Do you have one of those stories, Maury? So the first one is where my gut told me to reach and pick up a piece of Lego when I was a kid. And at that moment, our roof caved in. So I could have been sliced in half, but I wasn't because my gut told me to pick up a Lego piece. The other story... How were you not... What the, you moved your whole body. Yeah, I went and go, went and picked up the Lego. And okay. then the moment I did that, the whole roof caved in right where I was sitting. Really? And sliced the coffee table right in half. Oh, wow. So that's the story I always tell, how Lego saved my life. Right. Okay. The second one Jesus, is that's I drove yeah. home a... Can I say convicted rapist? But Uh-oh. I don't think he was convicted. He was sent to like... Um, home jail. Home jail? <laughs> what do you call it? Like, like house arrest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. You Did you know with... that he was a convicted rapist? Not at no, the time. No. But he f- was flirting with me and hit on me, and I told him that he was too... He's like, you know, sometimes I dabble with guys or whatever. Yeah. Would you want to come in and stuff? And I yeah. said, I go, how old are you? And he told me his age. I'm like, you're really... You're slightly too old for me. So how, like, old, oh, were you at, how old were you at the time? I was 18. And how old was he? He was 34. Oh, wow. And so you found out, so you turned down his offer. And I'm wondering, because he's like, do you want to come in? And I'm wondering, had I have gone in? So when did you find out that he had sexually assaulted somebody? When it was all over the news. Oh! Wait, but how would you, oh. as an 18-year-old and a 34-year-old, how did your, your paths cross? Because I worked with him. And oh, okay. he was on a radio show that I was doing at the time. Oh. And he was a guest, and I was told, hey, can you drive Can you drive him home? Right. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I and took then, the station vehicle. And, and he never home. met you before, and already in the car he was doing the I dabble, I dabble in guys. Yeah. Why don't you come in? Yeah. Wow. Saw him many times after that. Yeah. But that was like the one time where we were in the car alone. Right. And he's like, you know, hey, do you want to come in? I, you know, I sometimes do stuff with guys. Right. And I'm mm. like, well, you're you're not really my type. 
you're yeah. a bit older than what I go for. Right, and I'm, which I'm sure crushed him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think that the most important part of this story is, damn it, Maury once turned somebody down. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is one and only time. <laughs> I don't know if I have any Dodge and Nuke story. Like, the only thing I could think of that comes, like, remotely close is when I was in high school, yeah. there was uh, one of my friends had beef with somebody else from another school. So it was known that the group from the other school and the group from our school mm-hmm. were going to get together outside and they were going to fight. Right. What nobody knew is that weapons were brought oh, from snap. the other school. Like guns or knives and, uh, knives and bats? Knives, bats, and chains. Chains, gotcha. No guns. Yeah. And I remember so. when they were kind of like assembling the team to go outside to meet yeah i was asked and i declined i was like i don't know about this guys like this is gonna be like we don't know how many like i will throw down for my friends but Mm -hmm. if i don't know the situation that we're walking into Mm -hmm. and i didn't and it's situation turned really bad really and the main guy from our school head split open had to get stitches from like the crown like the back of his head all the way to the front yeah and then i ended up feeling guilty because i was like shoot like if i not that i could have like protected him from that situation but maybe i could have done something to maybe not have that situation escalate but then on the flip side i could have been the one on the other side of that bat or that chain that got his head split open right Right. Well, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, yeah, 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 I think yeah, that was yeah. in the I think that was in the news if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, or it, was, a... it was definitely in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, there's a lot of times I did like this. I mean, there's a lot of times I didn't mess around with somebody who was married. Tons of nuke there. Right. They're lost. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a there's there's a few there's a there's a few of uh there's a few of those times. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's countless times where I decided to not get into a car with somebody who was, you know, way too intoxicated to drunk. And then again, they got pulled over. They got in an accident or they got in something else. Sure. Uh, all that stuff. But, um, but as far as nukes, like I, I've, you know, I've been hit with a few nukes. Like I've, I've been unable to dodge a few nukes in my, yeah. in my, in my day. Uh, but as far as dodging things goes, yeah, like I, I usually. Is it a nuke where a bunch of the school kids that uh, the school I went to wanted to put their tongue on the pole like like in that Christmas movie and I didn't well um yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, were there, was there like yeah. lifelong consequences? Like, did all those kids then all of a sudden well, I don't know lose what happens their to your tongue afterwards? The lose their ability to, 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 to taste now, or something? Did, did they, oh, I don't know. Did they all want to do it together? Like, so all their tongues were just like touching together? Well, like, not touching together. Like, there was like four sides to the pole, right? Like, it's a round pole. Four but... sides to the round pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. One of those schools, huh? So there's like a spot for everybody's yeah. tongue. Yeah. Okay, so but I didn't use my tongue spot. Okay, so else. Okay, so so four kids stuck their tongues to four sides of the round pole, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I was like, hey guys, I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> right. Wow, again, Maury turning down uh <laughs> things with guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh well there you go, Pineapple Pat. Thank you, brother. We love you, man. Yeah, I just got one thing actually. Uh yeah. so I, I don't know. I spoke to you guys back in April. I don't know if you guys remember uh when no. I shaved my head and my dad was going through the cancer and oh yeah oh and yes absolutely yeah yeah so actually just wanted to give you guys an update that uh he's actually been cancer free now uh 
after multiple treatments and everything, so he's actually all good now. Wow, bro. Hey, that is amazing. That's the best news, We man. love that, man. F Cancer. Thank you so much for that update, brother. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys. You got it, man. Take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. That's a great story. Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks, Have man. a good one. Bye-bye. Um, Deborah says here, best time of the year and why? Right now. Why? Because now is so when we're in fall. Right. Well, no, but this time of the year when you're putting up your Christmas decorations, you're doing the Christmas shopping, that anticipation of Christmas where you're not like, because the to me, the saddest time of the year is right after Christmas when you're, you know, Christmas is done and you're taking the decorations down and stuff mm. like that. You have to wait a whole year again for Christmas. Sure. So right now where you have the whole month build up to Christmas. I, I would always say, like my initial reaction when somebody says, what's the best time of year? Um, I would normally gravitate towards, I would say, uh, you know, fall because the clothes are better. You can wear a jacket. You're getting close to the holidays, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you know what? Then I find myself with a week off in the middle of July and I'm like, nothing beats this. Yeah. Summertime is always Summertime my favorite. Is the best. Because summer's the best. You got the weather, and plus we get a ton of vacation. But you can't yeah. have hot and chocolate. I, I don't summer. care. I don't yeah. care. I, I want hot I, chocolate like, in July. I, like every now and then, like like every now and then, if I'm outside and I'm barbecuing and I'm I'm in and out of the pool, and when I walk through the house, I look at the fireplace, right, and I'm like, you know. We'll get to you soon. We'll get to you soon. But I don't go, oh, God, I wish I could have a fire tonight. Like, I don't have that Mm -hmm. thing, right? Now, when the weather gets cold, like when that summer goes, right, during that in-between period where it's not really hot, it's not really cold, I don't like that. Like, I would rather sort of skip that, Mm. that period and go right to fire on at night under a blanket watching movies. Sure. Right? Like, I don't sort of like that in-between stage, but, uh, but no. Were you always guessing every single day? Yeah, like, as much as I love, you know, like, late fall where you're getting in and putting the tree up and all that stuff, man, middle of July, I'm sorry, that's the greatest time of year. Yeah. Right? It's just the best. Summertime is my absolute favorite. I'm not changing my mind. No problem. Uh, Steven says here, (laughs) What is something your kid did that hurt your feelings unintentionally? Oh, jeez. I think in our house, because Cruz is four, it happens all the time. Yeah. Where he'll ask for me to like, or Jenna to like play with him, right? Mm -hmm. Build a train track set or like mess around with the Hot Wheels or whatever. Yeah. But there are a couple of times if I like walk by and I see that he's playing, he's really into what he's playing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, hey, man, you like, can I come play with you? And he'll be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like just flat out say no. Or he'll be polite about it and say, no, thank you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm like, oh, bro, man. just wait. Wait until you get to the wait till you get to the points of where, you know, you sort of like they'll hold your hand when you're walking across the street. But as soon as you get to the other side, they let it go. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like like that sort of that sort of stage or. Um, you know, when you'll be like, I'll, you know, I'll be down in a couple minutes to tuck you in and they go, no, that's okay. Oh, you know, like I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you still can, it's still appreciated and everything else. Yeah. It's just those sort of those routines just kind of go right. Like, this and, is and, why I still it, kiss my dad because like, I don't want, but he doesn't tuck you in anymore. Well, no, but yes. I would ask for that if I lived there. But I still kiss my dad and stuff because I don't want him to feel like, you know, I'm hurting his feelings or whatever. Yeah, and it's it's hard. I, there was one day we were talking about the we were talking about the cottage Roxy and I. She was very young when this when this happened, maybe about six. And we were talking and uh, just just about life and, and and just having like a real cool little conversation with a six year old. And I said to her, I was like, listen, you know, 
um, one of the reasons why I'm working so hard on this place is because like one day it'll be yours. And she's like, well, where are you going? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm not going to leave you or anything like that. And she looked at me <laughs> in my face and went, your dad left you. Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Because like, just so matter of fact, because she's known since she was a little kid that my dad is dead. Right. Yeah. And so when I was like, oh don't worry, I'm never going to leave you. She was like, your dad left you. But she and I was like, mean and to I, you. No, she didn't mean to be mean, but it was crushing. That's right. That's a sniper move yeah. right there. <laughs> so just stuff like that. Did but you it's, laugh? Uh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Inside yeah, he was yeah. crying. Yeah. No, no, no. I, mean, I laughed hysterically because um, it was funny. Um, but no, like it's it's oh, it's those little things that hurt the the sort of that hurt the most right it's I know. the it's the um just like the the like over even at halloween and it was and it was fine and it was great and everything else but like this was the first halloween where where rocks went trick-or-treating with her friends yeah and you know wanted to go to a different neighborhood and we weren't with her right oh, and and so no. and so there's a part of me where i'm like oh my god this is so awesome like you, you you're at that age now of where you can go yeah. and like chill with your friends and kick it and go trick-or-treating and it's yes and it's amazing but then i was like well you know i don't get to follow behind you anymore with did a, you with, anyway with though a, like in a, a car no not at all wow. not always oh. we went and picked her up when when she was wrapped and uh and that and that was that. i know when all it's those, those things that hurt the most uh, when all those things start to happen where he's not gonna when cruz isn't gonna need me for certain things yeah i'll be devastated yeah right yeah. so that's why now i like take advantage like at night every time uh i put him to bed and we yeah. sing our songs and whatever he always says uh can you lay with me can we snuggle for five minutes right. i'm like yeah of course and he wraps his arms around me yeah and sometimes he falls asleep like within those five minutes sometimes i fall asleep yeah. uh but just those moments and i always think like oh the day that he doesn't ask for this or the day that i the night that i say to him hey do you want to snuggle for five minutes and he says no yeah. oh can you tell him every day like we will like you know when you're snuggling with him say always do this every day and with no me, but no at this age what. they'll say yes of course, yeah, of course. right no, but every day say it. that yeah, let's do this I, every day geez i you know what the we did two things with rocks that i think really really helped her with our sort of relationship with her uh, when she's at the age that she is now which is very early on we sort of developed co- hobbies that weren't specific to kid things sure okay um we introduced roxy to knitting when she was probably about five or six. Oh wow right interesting and so that is something that she and Catherine just sort of continue doing right yeah. they buy new things they bought this like thing that makes hats that it's like a knitting machine and they have oh, all of this stuff so the sort of older she gets she hasn't lost interest in that and that's something that she and Catherine will always have yeah. right where they will always, they're always talking about knitting stuff. They're always sitting there, you know, doing things and figuring out stuff and buying new yarns and buying all this kind Aww. of stuff. But that started when she was like five or six. Yeah. And with me, I did the same thing with Rox when it comes to cooking, right? Where her interest in cooking has only gotten greater and the time we spend now doing stuff is more than it used to be. We talk about food. We talk about recipes. She comes in and tries oh, stuff. That's so good. You know, we talk about seasoning and all this stuff. But again, I started that with her when she was like four or five. Yeah. Because I don't know if you could start that stuff with somebody when they're 11 uh -huh. or, they're, or they're 12. Well, I think Cruz... that you have to find those hobbies um, that they can sort of carry and not grow out of. Sure. 
He loves helping Jenna in the kitchen, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like we bought these uh, kids safe knives. Yeah. Um, it was like a hard plastic and you can't like cut yourself with yeah. it. Yeah. So she'll like have him maybe like cut a few vegetables or whatever. Yeah. But especially when she's baking, yeah. he helps out a lot. So yeah. love that. Um, Jenny says here, what is something that is definitely not your forte? Like something you aren't good at, but never want to be good at? No, just something you're not just interested in, in general. Just like, you couldn't uh, couldn't be bothered with it. I would say activities that require great balance are not my forte. Okay. But do you want to have better balance? No, no, I don't. My balance is, my balance has been off my whole life. Um, but like, I, I don't do things that like, it's, it's just not, it's not for, it's not for me. Also working out is not my forte. Right? I don't look cool doing it. Do you still have that Good Life membership that you've had since the 90s? No, I got rid of the Good oh, Life membership. Did I just have it? What? Oh, you got no, rid of it? Not I, got, I, got, I got rid of it, yeah. How long ago, though? Because you've had it for years that you were paying so, bro, years on years yeah, that you uh, and you I, haven't gone. I, I, got, I got rid of my Good Life membership when I got another membership to a different gym. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah. But what's the difference? You're still not going. I know. What's the new gym? Uh, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, a, a bougie uh, gym down at... Uh, oh, no! You bought Oh, yeah, down God. at 10X. Um, but I love it there, though, right? So well, you don't go. I did before the pandemic oh, happened, right? Okay. I did before the pandemic happened. Just because you can play. Like, you can play squash if you sure. want to. They got a basketball hoop. You can do, like, all that stuff. Like, you don't have to actually go and just, like, you know, like crush weights and this yeah. kind of thing. They have, like, they have heavy bags. They have, like, all the, they have everything there, right? Yeah. It's, so I just I was, like, I went in and I'm, like, I can go in here because Roxy wanted to go to the gym and Catherine goes to the gym. So they would just go together and do, like, a workout thing. And then I would just go and, like, shoot hoops. Or and when they were done, we'd just play ping pong, or Aww. I'd watch like little kids play tennis and stuff like that, yeah. right? Um, so I traded one membership in for another membership. So I got Probably rid of one. I got rid of one that was costing me. My Good Life membership was only thirty one dollars a month. What? Yeah, Yo, you got that nineties deal, right? Yeah, I got that. <laughs> ni- yeah, exactly. I yeah. think it's cheaper yeah. now. Uh, more no good life is hundreds of dollars a month. Really? Oh, it's yes, because there's one. I think maybe it's Planet Fitness where it's like a dollar. Yeah, no, 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 no. Good life is like good life is like it's expensive oh, wow. now. Yeah, uh, but basically, I'm, uh, what I'm paying now is like what people would be paying at Good Life kind of thing. Right? Sure. So, so I'd add whatever, whatever you're gonna do. I do it for my kid. She, um, she likes it there. I'll tell you what is not my forte, which is are puzzles. Yeah. And board games. Oh, oh I love really, And I never played huh? board games growing up, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Like, I just find I get, like, a little impatient with board games. Really? Yeah. But Cruz is at that age where I know we're going to have to start playing. Yeah. Because he has shown a you little bit of to. interest in other games, which I don't mind. Do you know how to play chess? Uh, I do not know how to play Learn chess. Learn chess. Learn chess. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, yeah. chess is one of those things that you will not grow out of. Like your kid, oh, won't, yeah, your no, kid won't grow out of chess. Yeah. And do it, treat it like swimming where you and Cruz are going to learn chess at the exact same time. Yeah. Right? And Because you can put it on the iPad too, right? Where you oh, can true. like learn how to play on the iPad. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. watch yeah. the Queen's um, Gambit. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. Watch the Queen's Gambit. Um, but you can learn to play chess in all sorts of different ways or like places to learn how but i would do i would do that also trouble is the best game ever yeah Popomatic trouble get that okay. it is the best kid game that's one of the first games we started playing with roxy as far as a board game goes and we still like if one of us walks over to the cabinet in the house and grabs trouble everybody's like oh <laughs> the, ba- it's on! the battle is on oh yeah like it's vicious right David vicious. Morey, what is not your forte foreign films and closed captioning Foreign films are not your, but you don't really do foreign films. Like I, I'm, I don't do closed captioning because my eyesight's so bad. So you would say reading, headache-y. but you reading is not your forte. 
you can't say closed captioning's not but my forte. But you say that you read every single night a page from a book. Yeah, like I'll read like a but, page or whatever, but sitting on the couch watching the TV. Okay, I'll give reading, you an example. But, but up until about a year ago, cooking was not your forte. I can't get enough. Although I ruined a dish yesterday that I was very excited and I paid extra for. What did you ruin? Which was a lobster bake, like a pasta lobster bake. Right. And I put the lobster and it came raw. The lobster didn't cook, so it was like uncooked lobster in with the cooked pasta. <laughs> but I lied to my Gross. husband. You still fed it to him? Yeah, and oh I told him that God, it was cooked. Oh my God, salmonella! <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, but I threw no. mine down the toilet because I didn't want to no. get. <laughs> Wait, so didn't he ask why you're not eating? No, no, I, he didn't see me not finish it. Like I was like, mm, and then walked. Wait, the what? Do you guys eat like in separate rooms? <laughs> no, we ate together. Back but to then... back. They sit they, <laughs> the, the way that they have a weird table, right? It's like two school desks that are that are they just sit they just sit back what? to back. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That would not surprise me. Oh man, keep your questions coming in. Uh, every week you'll see us post on Instagram uh, through at kiss nine two five. Ask Roz and Mocha. This is where we get your questions from. And much like Pineapple Pat, we'll have one of you on the phone with us to help kick it all off and ask your question to us live. All right, this has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.